right next to me. Staggy, staggy, serving the pyromaniacs. They would mingle with good pyros we meet. Good Falfurtis we had, all Falfurtis we lost. Along the way. In this bright podcast, you can't forget your stats. So drink your beers, I say. of your championship game. 42 blast on two. <laughs> and yet you don't know my favorite movie, my birthday, or the color of my eyes. Well, we should have got partial credit for bloodshot. <laughs> This is the Pyro Podcast, episode three of the 2015 regular season, and we got a doozy here for you today. We're calling this episode uh, Victory for Me in Week Three. Ooh, I forgot to say our show. The show is 196. Holy crap, nuts. Uh, we got four more uh, shows to go, and uh, we're going to be kicking it, kicking it uh, with our 200th episode. As usual, I've got Houdini to the left of me, as Dogmatica sung to us so so pleasantly. <laughs> and eloquently. Stag party. Uh, it was heartfelt. Could not be with us today, uh, working on some player write-ups. He was actually in jury duty today. Gah. Uh, and then Dogmatica's to the right of me, as usual. I'm T-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and it is Tuesday, the 23rd of September, and we are going to be getting into our week Three action for fantasy football. As you guys know, we usually just get right into it and get going. Uh, cover all 16 games here. If you want to follow us on our order, go to NFL.com uh, and then look for schedule, then look for regular season, uh, and then you're looking for week 
three, as you know. So, actually, if you guys, as it's loading up for me... Um, <laughs> well, speaking of just yeah, talk, get, getting right into it, after, after that little uh, episode of mine there, I think I need a... Uh, Val Verde! Come, my geeks. <laughs> Revenge will be ours! <laughs> Alright, uh, sure. so NFL, I gotta get there, sorry. It's the Redskins and the Giants. Okay, good. Get us into it, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Redskins and Giants, too. obviously some amazing stuff happening in that backfield for the Redskins. Obviously we were very high on Matt Jones. I know I personally have in every single league that I have. Good call. Didn't think it was going to be week two, I'll tell you that. I thought it was going to be more, a few more weeks down the road, but uh, the guy's talent is, is unmatched, and uh, he's a guy that should have been a first-rounder but had some issues uh, in college and whatnot, but Scott McCaughlin or whatnot um, is, is definitely uh, went out and got his mini or his new toy, and it's a little uh, second version of Beast Mode. Well, what's great about him is that it's, he fills a void that Alfred Morris just doesn't do. He can't. Alfred Morris can't run away from defenders like Matt Jones can. So that's the one thing that I think is most scary for anybody that owns Alfred Morris out there right now. You have to imagine after that performance on that many carries that he has earned himself touches on a weekly basis. And Alfred Morris is, is great. He's, he's always the guy that is moving forward and getting four or five yards of carry. But those explosion plays is what this offense truly needs. Well, this offense was starting to become, especially without Robert Griffin as a quarterback, was starting to become a little bland. So they need to be able to change it up. They need a little dynamic, uh, you know, uh, an off-the-cuff type of running back dynamic to them. And that's exactly what they bring. I mean, they've tried a bunch of different guys in there, and none of them really panned out. None of them had the strength to, to carry a tackler. None of them had the, the true speed to get around corners. This guy is... Uh, He's legit, and uh, he's going to be there for the long haul. I mean, Morris has got a contract coming up, and I, I don't, I don't blame him that if they just keep Jones and, and run with it. Well, the other good thing is that this also benefits all the Washington receivers because when you have that extra threat where he can get to the outside and he can beat you to the outside, now you're going to have to commit an extra defender to have to kind of creep up and not be able to play back on, on those safeties. So it's going to create better opportunities for Deshaun Jackson once he returns, for Pierre Garçon as it is right now. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. They're going to they're gonna run all over this this Giants team. That's for sure. That's what their goal is going to be. And as you can see, Kirk Cousins has been more of like a, yeah, I mean, a game manager type, and he's, I mean, he's doing well at it, and that's what, uh, that's what he's kind of built for. He's not going to win you tons of games, and there were times when he had to, you know, you know, over the last few years. But that's not what the the, the story is with this team. The defense has gotten a little bit better. Uh, the pass D is still a little iffy, but the rush D is still right there. And if Cousins can just not turn the ball over. I think this team is actually going to do pretty well. So they're going to run the ball a lot in this game. I expect Morris to still be the lead back, and Jones will get, you know, not the same amount of touches, but he'll be right there. So it's, it's, it's a whole different formula, though, because the Giants have actually been very good against the run so far through two games. Yeah, well, last year they were pretty bad. Well, but I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to preface this. Yeah, they, they it was against played. Tevin Coleman, who, got, who ended up getting hurt, who was looking good. Yes. Devon, Devonta Freeman, who just, he just can't run away from anybody. 3.3 yards per carry and, for his career. And in week one, it was, it was Dallas. So, you know, first week, what was going on there? So, Dallas had no idea. Yeah, yeah so, you know, Dallas is a, is a team that rushed for 80 yards and 56 last week for, um, uh, for Atlanta. 
I agree. Washington, that's going to be their 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 mo in this. But you know, teams have been taking advantage of them through the air. So um, you know, is this going to be another Jordan Reed game? Well, it, I can see Jordan Reed definitely coming yeah, through. Yeah, rankings. Yeah, uh, you could, he's definitely he's showing his medal out there. That's for sure. His only problem, as we all know, is staying on the field. But if he stays on the field, the guy can play. That's for sure. Um, I mean, I. I, I didn't. I, I didn't make the mistake this year because I don't think he's going to last, and he never does. But I've made the mistake in the past, and he's panned out for at least a few games for me. And you know, then of course, whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, all right. The, the thing is that yeah, he's going to get some passing time. It depends on what the Giants do on offense. If the Giants are scoring, then the Washington's obviously going to have to keep up. But Washington has kept games close so far. They played Miami very well that first week, and last week they won. Yeah. So I, they're going to be running the ball as much as they possibly can. Uh, I mean, last year, they didn't fare too well against the Giants. Uh, the first week, Alpha Morris only had 12 carries. The first time they've played each other, they lost 45-14, to 14, so they had to pass all day. Alfred Morris only had 12 carries, and there's only three, three carries otherwise. And uh, the next time, he only had 14 carries, and they lost again. Uh, so I'm, but they got to keep up for them to run. So quick question on, on the uh, side of the ball of uh, Washington, and let's bounce over to the Giants. Uh, how long is Deshaun Jackson out? I think it's about another, what, two to three weeks? Yeah, yeah, at, at least two to three weeks. And how does Haas Garçon looking in, in, in his absence? Well, he, he, here's the thing. I mean, he, he's looking fine. He's getting targeted. I think he had seven targets and caught six of them uh, last week, but they were for very short yardage. He did end up catching a touchdown, which was nice uh, for any owner who ended up playing him. But that's just not uh, that's that's not going to do it when you. I mean, he only had like twenty eight yards or something like that on okay. six catches. That's okay. pretty pretty poor. Well, let's talk about the Giants. Let's fire let's fire uh, those guys up. Obviously, okay. Odell Beckham was one for two, but blew hey. up, came out of nowhere, and doing what he does helped me, who's an Eli Manning owner, especially with the long touchdown league. Yeah. So that was like after Eli was very subpar in week one as well. So had him him come back, throw two touchdown passes. Just short of 300 yards, son of a bitch. 292, was 292. You know, eight yards from a stinking bonus. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I got the bonus. That's right, because we include the rushing yards. And he had that long run. Oh, that's right. You so, do that combined. It's just, so that's why it's not, it's not rushing quarterbacks. It's that his one long run of the of year. The, I think it's of his career. Oh, I think yeah. it may have been the longest. Well, every, every year he has one long run for like 12 to 15 yards, and usually every other game it's negative yardage. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my other. Here, I got a couple revelations in this game. One is, and I'm, I'm I'm having to get off of the train. I'm off of the Reuben Randall train. Okay. It, well, it, I, I, I am off of it too. They plan on switching it up now. They're going to throw him in the slot for a little bit and get him short passes so he can get the ball in his hands. He's terrible on the outside. He's he has terrible. no separation. Uh, he, he's the, the easiest guard for any corner out there. There's just I mean, there's no doubt about it that he just can't be used. So they're going to put him in the slot right now. And they're going to see what they can do along those lines. I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, I mean, he's still a little slower. Type of yeah, guy. I just worry about the fact that he's got the, the degenerating knees. So it's like, you know, he, he just... That worries me. So Yeah, well, I mean, degenerating. I, 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 is that the right word? Or is it... Uh, degenerative. Right. Degenerative. Yeah, but, but one of the good things about putting him in the slot here against Washington is that Washington normally is not very good against tight ends. They're not very good in the middle of that field right there. They rush all out, and they're good at the stopping the rush. Yeah. 
But you get him over the middle a little bit, he might make some catches. I don't think it's going to be great, but it could be You're leading me into my guy. Sure. Because the guy, no, it's perfect. It's a perfect segue. Because the guy who I think is going to be patrolling the middle of the field coming out of the backfield is my man Shane Vereen. Yeah. And this week, last week, we finally got to see all the things that I thought would, would be there for him. When I saw what the Giants were doing, not this year in preseason, but the year before in preseason, if you remember, it was a screen pass, screen pass, and all these other short little passing plays on the sideline, kind of a la New England, the way that they used uh, Shane Vereen you know, back in the day, but they were doing it with Rashard Lewis, and then, you know, uh, or yeah, Jennings, Rashard Jennings, and then they just said, well, well, we're not doing that with him in the regular season, and then he yeah. got hurt. Shane Vereen, eight targets, eight catches, 76 yards. I mean... He it's the goods. Well, and, and they're using him the way that that they that he was used in as, in New England as well. They should. I mean, that's yeah. what he's best at. The only problem is is that it just so happens that Washington is actually good at uh, covering the running backs coming out of the backfield because they stick them. They did. They don't allow him to get beyond very far. But it's, he but he lines up everywhere. That's, that's his true, advantage. and that's and the bonus. And they'll with a lot of times are going to line him up completely on the far outside, and then he can be able to run a wide receiver yep. out. Let's talk about uh, one other. Dono had a touchdown. Anything to speak of there? Is he get you considering him more in your rankings moving forward? I know we were all kind of down on him in the offseason because of injuries. Uh, he's what, got what, no competition. Yeah. He's got no competition, but he's he's matchup based, is what he is. And this is a this is a good matchup. Isn't for this him. the one where he had three touchdowns against uh, Washington last year? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. And, and then what did he do? I, let me, I'll, I'll give you the exact. Yeah, it, dr- it drove me insane <laughs> him doing because I I needed something out of uh, I can't remember who who was at that point. It might have been Randall that prick. But I, I, I think that uh, yeah, this is a good matchup for for Donnell, Donald, Larry. Uh, Seven catches on eight targets for 54 yards and three touchdowns. That was in their first meeting at Washington last year. Yeah. And then in the second meeting, uh, just two catches for 11 yards. So. Yeah. But it was well, a- let's move on to the next matchup. That actually, I think, has the makings for an actually pretty good game here uh, on Thursday night. Good times all around. Hopefully, if Matt Jones can fire that shite up for another game or so. I got him in every league. I love the guy. Just... Um, Really excited to see what he can, what what they'll do with him. But if they screw that up and they just all of a sudden don't use them, and it's just like, ah, it's fool's gold. So next game, Falcons are going to be uh, traveling to Dallas Cowboys. What's um? Let's start on the Falcon side of the ball. Well, let's start with because this is a prime game to start mentioning it. Injuries. Um, Tevin Coleman, as we mentioned a tiny bit earlier, he uh, he got a rib injury. And it looks like he's definitely going to be out this week. Um, and whether he comes back in two weeks or three weeks is more dependent upon his pain management. It's not completely busted ribs. That would keep him out for a little while. So it, it, we'll see if he can handle the pain, which he has done in the past. He did get injured a bunch in at Indiana, but he actually played through it. So I, I have confidence that he'll come back in a couple weeks. And on the other side of the ball, obviously the Cowboys just are decimated at this point. Tony Romo going down was gigantic. Obviously, they oh. just signed. They just made a trade. Yeah, uh, they got Matt Castle. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. They're gonna. He's not going to be active this week. Uh, so don't worry about that. But they obviously know that they need something, and it looks like uh, Romo's was put on the IR, designated to return. Can't come back for at least eight weeks. Can't practice for six. It looks like he'll be out to at least the Thanksgiving game and possibly a little bit longer. Jason Witten also has two sprained ankles and a busted knee. Now, Who is that, Wendell Davis? He hasn't missed a game <laughs> since 2006. Oh, my God. So, Man. I, 
if there's any game that it's possible the streak could come to an end, this is it. And I think that they may want to rest him in this one. They don't know what they're going to be doing here with Whedon at quarterback. Uh, with Des Bryant gone, it's just it'll just be punishment for him at, at this point. And the Falcons are actually pretty good at, at uh, guarding the tight end. So, I don't know. Either way, I wouldn't be playing Witten this week, one way or another. Because if he's used as a blocker, that's going to put strain on his ankles and on his knee. If he's trying to go out for passes, that's going to put strain on his ankles and his knee. And either way, he probably won't do much anyway. And wouldn't you think that he would have to be a blocker a lot more in this game with Brandon Whedon, at quarterback, that they're going to try to minimize the amount of mistakes and minimize the amount of pressure that he's going to be put under. They're going to try to use the running game to keep him in short, manageable passing routes. Not, you know, like when he hit that one against uh, with Terrence Williams, that was a revelation. No, well, that wasn't a revelation. That was playing the worst defense in the league yesterday. <laughs> that Philly defense is... Uh, it's also beaten up to shit. So, I mean, uh, whatever they have, their excuses. But that defense is terrible. I would play anybody against that Philly defense. That was, yes, it was a bit of a revelation, sure, but that's not going to happen every week. I wouldn't go play in Brandon Whedon for. You know, <laughs> well, not saying that the, Fal- the Falcons are not a dominant secondary uh, in defense either. No, not at all. You know, sure. you got. You got you know, a rare sack from Corey Beerman. You know, he's more famous for, which I didn't know. Uh, my 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 fiance, she watches uh, some show with one of the housewives. Yeah, things, and he's yeah. like, uh, don't be t- something tardy or whatever. I don't know. And he's on the damn show. That's as famous as, as I knew. I didn't even know him as a football player. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, if you're learning about football players from the NFL, from your uh, fiance and their reality. She thought that would be a crossover show because it's a football player. I said, no, I'm really not. Well, Jim Edmonds. <laughs> Jim, Jim Edmonds is on one of the. Uh, I know. She tried to show me that one, too. And I was like, I'm like uh, who is it? He's a cardinal? I don't, I don't care. I'm not a cop man, I don't care. Oh, you should see his wife. You might care. I know it's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> I know. I saw it. Better be hot. Oh, my goodness. Tall, taller. There's only one problem. They talk throughout the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, well, you're going to have to deal with that's that for a long right. time, buddy. You made the mistake, Tommy. All right. So, anyway, it's uh, the Falcons. They'll have Trufant on, uh, on, on uh, Williams, on Terrence Williams. I don't expect Williams to do all that much. I don't expect Dallas to do all that much in this game. I don't expect them to do that much in the next eight weeks. That's what I'm saying. They've become basically almost unplayable. You know, it's it's you got to have a. a I, I I can't even say that you got to have a great matchup with the running game in, for this offense because no one's going to respect Brandon Whedon. We're going to get the true test of it in this game here right now. But let's go to the other side then. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Julio Jones! Julio Jones! Thank oh, yeah. God I got him in my main league. I'm 2-0 because of Julio Jones. I, I, you know what? I don't I don't know if they made the right call on that. The the touchdown that they took away from him. I, yeah. It was real close. Real, real close. I, I mean, the knee definitely goes down, and I think he de- kind of was touched, but that ball was real close to that end zone line. It, it, I wish it was because it would have given me a lot bigger cushion. I only oh, won yeah. my seven points, and that would have been, like a, in our league, an extra seven points for that touchdown. Yeah. So, no, uh, it was a, that was a... Uh, Eight-point touchdown. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually went and stopped by because I, I was missing games and I, I just couldn't stand anymore. So I got a, a BW3 just down the road. So I went and stopped there and watched the games. And I just caught that play. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, that, 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 you got to be kidding me. People were going berserk in the whole place. Yeah. Just berserk. I mean, oh, 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 like everybody cheering and everything. And then they took it away and everybody's just groaning. And that's annoying but I mean it was that's it was not cool. the catch that had me going Julio Julio it was the one on the first quarter where he jumped over the back of the defender <laughs> oh one hand God. catched it over his head and pulled it in 
was just disgusting. Yeah, I didn't get to really watch too many of uh, the first games. I got to go back and check out uh, Rewind and, and get some of these games. Check out that stuff. highlight of that catch. He's like the rubber band man on that. He's yeah. ridiculous. But I saw on the scoreboard that he had this long touchdown, long yards. I went, oh my God, yes. And then they took the, there's no touchdown later. I'll tell you this. Anyone that was at the Bears game, I don't know how it, it looked like it was piped in from the NFL.com, uh, but the guy was drunk. I'm telling you right now, the guy was drunk. At one point, uh, Calvin Johnson had like 178 yards and three TDs. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God, Calvin, how did he get three TDs in the last year? It was early. And the, then the thing moved around. There was one board over here at different stats and another one down there. It <laughs> was trying a, to be. It was a mess. They're trying to be more fantasy friendly there. Oh, whoever's doing it is like basic. Yeah, we're friendly. All wrong scores, you D-bags. Giving you just a nightmare. Oh, it was terrible. I so, sense an opportunity, boys. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you a guy also I want to talk about from this game um, that I like going forward. And I think that if you're a Julio owner, it behooves you to grab this guy Leonard Hankerson. Um, I know you've been talking about yeah, him. Yeah, I've been the talking about him in the offseason. You know, he performed awesome. You know, you look at what you have in Roddy White. He's, he's getting older. He just doesn't have the breakaway speed and all these other degeneration anymore. He's got he's, he's degenerative. <laughs> degenerative. I can't even say that word. I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to attempt it again. Um, but 77 yards and a touchdown shows the, the nice ability to, to, to catch and run. Dan Quinn loves him, so that's going to help you going forward. And if, God forbid, something did happen to Julio, this is going to be the guy who's going to be pretty much a de facto number one in this offense. Well, the fact is, Roddy didn't have a catch. He he wasn't even target. He didn't even have a target. Now, Roddy just came out and said, because they were wondering, was that part of the game plan, you know, or were you just blanketed or whatever? He goes, no. Actually, I was open. That wasn't part of the game plan at all. I was open, and I just didn't get the ball, and... Hankerson was doing well, and Julio was catching everything, so that's just the way it happens. But I love a Hankerson. You're right. I absolutely wow. do love a Hankerson. It's not going to happen every week. As a matter of fact, it's it's yeah. probably going to it's It'll happen. He'll get he'll get his. Believe me, he'll get his. But it'll be one every four weeks. So don't start guessing. No, no right. At the same time, what, what, what you're gonna what I'm looking for here's what I want to see for him over the next three weeks is the amount of targets. It was 11 targets in this game in a game that got pass happy. Let's see. They were also uh, down in this game by 10 points. Second game in a row, the Giants have given up 10-point leads. Um, So I want to see, is is he going to go revert being to a 4 or 5 target guy, or is he going to stay up to 6, 7, 8? Matt Ryan, how do you got him ranked uh, this uh, this week? And uh, I'll give a quick pyro promo. Pick up our Pyro Pro. The thing is dope. A ton of you guys are buying it, and you're really making me happy. Obviously, check the dashboard to see how many new Pro members we've got on every couple-day basis, and it's just just awesome. So excited. So if you haven't jumped on board, 40 bucks for the season. You get to ask us each question. You get to follow uh, up to 30 guys in your dashboard. Something that will be in the mix in the next couple weeks is being able to add multiple teams. So you'll be able to add 30 on mo- uh, more than one team, which is great, and you'll get to player rankings that Dogmatica slaves over and the rest of the team does these write-ups and we've got these great icons and the strength of schedules in the mix. You've got your power rankings in the mix. We've got the scores for DraftKings and for uh, FanDuel in there. It's pretty special. We're doing news feeds from Val Verde uh, and actually, you know, we're, we're bouncing in and trying to do them as much as we can. Mo knocked out a bunch the other day. You're the man, Pyromaniac Mo. We'll all be doing more and more of those. But those second opinions, oh my God, we had like so many second opinions today. Yeah, that really, was really awesome. Really hey, if you're buying, paying for the service, that's the service. Use it. Amen. Uh, a couple of you guys are hitting enter too many times. So the same question pops up three times. But 
We still love you. It's easy for us to delete that. Just so you know, I am destroying the, the duplicates. So, good, yes, good. So if you're looking for your order number that was a duplicate, it has been destroyed by Houdini. That's like my new, you wake up and you're just like kind of, time to make the donuts. It's like, time to answer the second opinion. <laughs> you're like literally like, you're almost like scared to open and log into our little admin dashboard to see how many empty pending quote unquote pending second opinions there are. But the worst is for me, I'll be out traveling around, doing my normal job, doing sales in the car, driving around, and my phone doesn't always connect to the server. Yeah. And then I'll stop somewhere, I'll get on Wi Fi, and then it's like it connects to the server. It's like, bling, you have 14 new emails. <laughs> bling, wait, no, you have 22 new emails. Yeah. What? <laughs> all second opinions. Love yeah. it. Um, uh, all right. right. So yeah. I got him as a, it's, he's a mid range QB1. This week, that's I mean, that's the way he's been playing, and that's the way he's going to be playing as long as Julio is healthy and uh, Hankerson is doing his job. And uh, I mean, I think that Tevin Coleman being missing, I, I don't know if that helps or hurts. Uh, to be honest, I think that teams are paying attention to him. He was running the ball well. Uh, he was getting he was getting the rock a little bit with Devonta Freeman being the only guy back there. Do they pass more? I would, gonna, I would guess yeah, so. Yeah, they're going to have to. The Mr. Last week was tw- twenty five yards on twelve carries. Yeah, <laughs> to Devonta Freeman. Just, yeah. Trump the fact of the matter is, I think that uh, they go up early and don't relinquish the game. So I think it's going to be more of a game management game. Well, uh, let's move on to the next game. That's the Colts at the Titans. I'm, I'm not. I'm, first thing I'm going to say is, you know, with, with Colts owners and Colt team lovers, you know, you guys have played basically the two best defenses in the league through the first two games. Calm down. I'll let you guys talk to it. Everything's going to be fine. This is like last year with uh, Aaron Rodgers saying, relax. I hope. I mean, the offensive line needs seriously pull it together. Uh, and Luck really does look like he's just kind of winging it out there. But we'll, let's, let's talk about the Colts. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me give you the rundown of the schedule coming up so that you can get an idea of where Andrew Luck is going to be going. At Tennessee, Jacksonville at home. At Houston, New England at home, New Orleans at home. That sounds pretty nice to me. Sounds and if you start to sour on Andrew Luck, um, you, you, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it plainly. Uh, the guy is a, a, a stud, an absolute stud, and believe me, he was. As D-Rex mentioned there, he played probably the two toughest defenses in the entire league those first couple of weeks. All right, Granted, uh, Belichick was able to figure out which is why Pagano's on the hot seat, but, but Belichick was able to figure out what you do against Buffalo, and he couldn't. And he could have done that if they had a coach who understood stuff like that, but Belichick is a, a step beyond, even though he's, he's a cheater. I, I, he's still a step beyond. So let me a quick question. What do you think about Pagano throwing Andrew Luck under the bus? Uh, he the also game? came out, yes, he also came out to say today, he's like, well, thank God we do have Andrew Luck because the rest of the team is playing like crap. And, you know, if we didn't have luck, you know, we'd be losing 45 to zip, you know, or whatever. So he did, he, you know, he, he, he jumped back on. He knew that he shouldn't be throwing luck under the bus. But luck, he still did it. He, he still did it. And luck admitted. He goes, you know, luck knows he should be taking care of that ball better. And that's the comment that it's not trigonometry, I think. Is the, yes. The it's not, yeah. Like, Take care of the ball. Follow, you know, follow your but reads. You know what? I, I passed trigonometry. Yes, yeah, so did I. So, but I couldn't be a quarterback. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to think, at least. Um, but the, I, I don't know. The, the fact of the matter is that that, what, that was two of the toughest defenses. You look at his schedule coming up, you'll be very happy. The thing is, they've also 
had to work in a lot of new parts here. They got Frank Gore working into this. They got Andre Johnson. They got Dorsett. They got new new pieces mixing in. Dwayne Allen was injured last year, so they're wondering what they're doing with the two tight end sets. Uh, they, they're just uh, Reggie Wayne, the the old steady hand, was is gone there. It's just that there's a lot of different pieces. There's only one, like their whole offensive line is a mix, you know, mix and match at this point. They've only had one guy who's been there for like more than two years or three years at this point. So don't worry about it. They'll be just fine, and this is a great game for them to get back on track, and I fully expect it to happen because Tennessee is, at first, Tennessee is actually a lot easier to run on. So I expect Frank Gore to have a nice game, to be, to be quite honest. But Luck will still put up some good points. He didn't last year. He had he had I think four touchdowns in one game and three in the other. So don't worry about Luck. He'll be fine in this game. Everybody will be fine in this game. The question is is whether Andre Johnson is going to end up doing anything this year, or if he's just going to start taking a back seat because his age is showing. Well, this this was this was going to be my my question because and is Dante Moncrief going to continue to do what he did? You know, he was a guy that was. Everybody, a lot of people dropped on. I saw Dante Moncrief drop in so many leagues uh, after week one. And it's like people freaking out on this whole thing. You know, and I was never a believer in Andre Johnson going into this year. I, I, I think you, you guys, I was. Talk, I was, yeah, you guys have talked me up a little bit to I, move him up a little bit. I think I initially had him like, about like, like 45 or something like that. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to keep him. I'll keep him near 30, is what I said. I'm like, you know, well, but. Stag Party was definitely his biggest uh, lover. Okay. So, you know, but he is, he just doesn't. And we could say that because Stag Party yeah, is not. Yeah, he's not here. We're all giving the rim shot. <laughs> this is a video cast. We're, just, we're all going to take our turns. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the, back to you, Stag, for 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I, I think Moncrief showed a better ability to run routes. They tried Dorset. A couple times, and you want to know what? How about on when he made that catch uh, on the right side of the field, and then he's making an angle slant cross with the ball, Philip Dorsett, and gets chased down by the, the the defensive back. For a guy that's supposed to have the speed that Philip Dorsett has, he did not look fast in pads, and he, he was not running away from anybody. Every time that they threw a deep pass to him, he was completely covered easily. I've, I've, I've seen him. I have seen him catch the ball and run away from somebody. But you're right on that play in particular. That's true. It is a whole different story when it comes to pads and carrying a football at the same time. Yeah. That slows you down one way or another. There's not a lot of guys who can carry football and wear pads and still keep up the speed that they show in the offseason. Daryl Green. Daryl Green, absolutely. Javon Austin. I mean, let's be honest. Everything. Whenever you see that guy so far, he's fast. He's he's. he's out of different speed than the rest of the Travis guys. Benjamin. And that's well, at this his, point, they're giving you as many Benjamin. carries as they're giving, yeah, you know, anybody on that team. Like Trey Mason at seven and and, and Trevon Austin at four. It's awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, that's all they could do at this point. To be, I tweeted, I retweeted something today. I'm, I maybe it was Darling, but I don't think so. Maybe it's the guy from Move the Sticks, but essentially saying, hey, the Colts in the off season went and spent a lot of money on age. And then he sinks in the NFL. That's never what you do. You never want to go and spend a lot of money on on, on guys that and are... skill positions. Yeah, true, true. Oh, that team that's true. more so. Let's let's bounce over the next time. But Frank Gore, that fumble was atrocious. Atrocious. That was atrocious. Hey, you know what? And but that's not Frank Gore. And that's not gonna. You know, shit like that happens. It it just does. I mean, if it was to happen to somebody like Terrence West, which it did. Go ahead. Drop the guy, you know that's fine. But Frank Gore has been a, a mainstay in the, you know, the. I'm not saying he's gonna be terrible. You but you're not used to Frank Gore doing it. Part that. of this was they are in a funk as a team. 
they were down in the game uh, at home after getting embarrassed in the in the opener. And remember, the last game that they played before that was an embarrassing loss at, at New England. So Houdini knows, as you know from the openers on the show, Houdini knows the funk. So when Houdini recognizes the funk, whether it's sonically or on the football field, he's a he's a master <laughs> at it. And that's a that's a funk you don't want to be. In. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, let's go to the uh, Titans. Uh, Marcus came back down to earth. All of a sudden, now Sankey's looking like he's going to possibly be in a lot of lineups and do something this year. And now it's McCluster. What are we making of this? All right, well, I, I, I want to say something here real quick because uh, it's funny, and I, I, I just got to tell the, the whole true story. So at, at kickball, yeah, um, uh, Sally Sparks, uh, Molly, yeah, that's that's her kind of that's her superhero name, yeah. Sally Sparks. Um, anyway, yeah. she, she has both Tom Brady and Mariota, and she hates Brady, absolutely just despises the guy, can't stand him, yeah. and she was. Play. She hates men in general, yeah. a lot of them. True, but then, <laughs> she does like Mariota quite a bit. Anyway, she was playing Stavish, and she was wondering, like, God, I, I, after what Mariota did in that first week, should I be playing Mariota over Brady? I mean, Brady's going up against Buffalo, and it's it's a tough one, and I really hate Brady. I, I, you know, I just I, I don't know if I could play Mariota over Brady in a situation like this. I'm like, well, first of all, I, I have Brady ranked over Mariota. You're, you should be playing Brady. Would I blame you if you threw in Mariota because you hate Brady and Brady's got a tough matchup? No, I wouldn't blame you, I guess. But you would kick yourself so hard afterwards if Brady ended up would have winning you the you know won you the week. So I hope she played Brady, but don't jump on a rookie quarterback who has one good game and put him over an all-time great like a Tom Brady who cares. Who cares if he's going up against the best defense in the league? It doesn't matter at this point. You could tell it doesn't matter with that Patriots offense. They could pick apart anybody. They just destroyed that Bills defense. 40 points against, I believe, the best defense in the league. Maybe the Jets are, are, are second or right there or whatever. Crazy. But that was extremely impressive. I hope, uh, if you're listening, Sally, uh, I, I really hope that you played Brady one your, uh, your week there. So I'm feeling really good last week because the guy I was playing had Marcus Mariota in his starting lineup against me, who still put up 19.8 points. I put up second highest points in the, on the league on the week, but he started Crockett Gilmore against me oh for 21.8. My Crockett, I love oh. Gilmore. Crazy. And then Edelman and Steve Smith, so I ran into a buzzsaw there. Everybody's been trying to talk up the Max Williams and all that crap. No, rookie tight ends don't do anything. That's true. Period. Okay. We'll get to that. Listen, that to, listen to Tubbs over here. We'll get there to that. Bet um, on Crockett. Yeah, there you go. All right. Is that, he banged up for a while? Is this a no, I, I, I think he'll be back there. I haven't really heard much on him, but I think he'll be back and playing. He did come back um, after a, a little bit. He just didn't do much. I was going to say, I was going to say maybe we get the ball more, but for Crockett Gilmore, he needs to have like the Miami Vice jacket on. Whatever, whatever the oh, one that, that Crockett wore on the on the. Uh, Fair on enough. The, the it starts show. getting expensive. I know. Start doing. I'll pay for that one myself. I'll pay for that one myself. All right. Let's. Uh, anything else to talk about there? Uh, it was impressive what McCluster was doing. Yeah. Uh, I can't trust him on a weekly basis though. That's no way. It, That's the problem with that whole backfield. Well, no. That, see, that's the thing is that um, they finally weeded it every, everything out. It showed. Listen, Terrence West. If you had if you had him because he was traded over to Tennessee and you thought maybe well he'll start maybe he'll take that starting job because Sankey kind of sucks, 
He's fumbled, I think, three times now in the first couple games that he's been a part of it. They took him out, and they're not going to use him anymore. So it is just going to be Sankey and McCluster. And Sankey, I hate to say it, is not that good still. Yeah, he's had a, a touchdown or two or whatever, but he's not that good. And you could tell he's just kind of still slow and lumbering. McCluster at least brings something different to the offense. And when you're talking about Mariota back there, you need something different. I just worry that he's going to be able to take the pounding of that many carries. He only got 10. So he, he True. maximizes well, he got that. Passes, or whatever. No, I don't, but. Yeah. Well, let's keep it on. It's exciting. You know, at least we know one thing. Uh, the rookie in there is bringing something offensively for this team. Yes. And it's light years better than it's been over the course of the last three years, which is all they need. They need a spark. They need a galvanizing force. They need a quarterback that could be the future of the franchise. And it all all things point to say, hey, the the, the trajectory for uh, for Mariota is awesome. And I will admit that at least at this point in time, it looks like I was wrong in my assessment of what he was going to be because uh, I, I did not see him picking the game up this quickly. All right, so uh, last thing on this game. Yeah. Um, it involves all the tight end situation. Uh, Delaney's uh, out too. Yeah, right? Starting with starting with the Colts, uh, Dwayne Allen went out right around halftime of that last game, and I, d- I haven't heard a whole hell of a lot about what's going on. But what it looks like, I, d- I mean, and knowing him, I don't think he's going to play, which bumps Fleener up big time. I know Fleener still didn't get any passes in that last game, uh, but I think that he'll get more involved like he did last year when Allen's out. Fleener gets involved. So expect that to happen a little bit, and the Titans can be thrown against when it comes to the tight end. On the other side of the ball, I expect Delaney Walker to be back this week. I thought that he was actually going to make it back last week, but they decided the last minute, screw it, let's leave him out for a week. Um, I think he'll be back this week. It was a great fill-in by Anthony Fasano and Chase Kaufman, for, for that matter. They both caught a bunch of balls and uh, got to good yards if you happen to play him, but nobody did. Uh, but Delaney Walker should be back, and he actually, I think he'll he'll do okay against this uh Colts defense, they're not very good at guarding a tight end either. Nice. Uh, Raiders at Browns, what used to be kind of the biggest Dudley game of all time, actually has some youth and excitement to it now. Uh, we'll see what goes on. I'll let you guys just kind of freeform and talk about it. Uh, you know, I'm psyched with my, my guy, Amare, finally had his breakout, had his big touchdown, had his big game. Um, thank God I, I, I stuck with my guy and didn't start putting in other guys in my lineups, and uh, that's kind of what you got to do. You got to, it's week one, you can't just go crazy. Even after week two, people are going nuts, and I got to get rid of CJ, I got to do this, and you're just like wholesale on your team. Just sometimes stick with your guys that you went high. If you grab the guy in the third or fourth round, just be smart. Don't overmanage yourself, don't overthink it. Uh, but it was nice to ha- see the fact that Carr's back, which if that wasn't the case, was going to be just. Terrible, um, and he looked all right, man. I, I just really like that team. And uh, what what do you guys got to say about it? I like the other team as well. I think this is fun, fun football. I, I'm impressed. You know that Baltimore defense. I mean, with what they did to, to Denver in that first in that first game of the year, I wasn't expecting that out of Oakland. That's for sure. Uh, Carr is something special. I talked to him up a bunch too. I know you guys have as well. Uh, David or Derek, whatever his name is, he's <laughs> that was impressive. D Carr, D D Carr, D. D car and I'll tell you right now, um, he may eventually become somebody you're going to want on your fantasy team playing for you. I know it's not yet. No, but it, it, it is it's coming. coming. I want to say this because I know that we've had a lot of second opinions. We've also had a lot of well, there it is. Okay, I'm all through with the poison now. <laughs> you can take off your mask. Oh, not you, Peg. Yours wasn't working anyway. <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> I love that guy. 
So when I think about David Carr, what I'm looking at and all the questions that we're getting is he's one of the guys that's out there on the waiver wire that people are looking at. Is it Javen? D Carr. Okay, you said David. Oh, whatever. D okay. David. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make the mistake. I'll make the mistake. <laughs> I love David Carr. Like, no, I um, but D Carr, uh, I like the fact that it's a developing offense. You have a running game that hasn't even gotten going yet. And Latavius Murray is going to get going. Oh, yeah, I'll, real quick interjection. I was extremely impressed with what he did against that Baltimore front seven. Because uh, you, you, you don't run against them. You don't run against them. And he had a touchdown and 60-some-odd yards. That was more than I thought. And he's sure. also shown that he's going to be effective as a receiver, too. Yes. So they're getting him involved. That gives them, okay, now they have a good base there. But I'm saying it hasn't exploded yet, and it's going to. It exploded for them last week with the receivers. You hit Amari on the deep one, he got 100 yards. You got a touchdown out of Mike, out of Michael Crabtree, and you got 100 yards. Hey, Crabtree looked awesome. It looked uh, by the way, you, yeah, right. what you best, said best last hands, week. Best hands in the league. Uh, yeah. You're 100% right. That catch on the sideline He's it was ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Oh, that, a handful of guys can make that catch on the sideline Absolutely. like that and Absolutely. hold on to it so steady. Well, tiptoeing right there, right on. The, oh my goodness, that was sick. He's, anyway, go he's on. Good. So that those three right there, though, that's that's where all the most of the offense is going to come from. Okay, the other guys, the Michael Rivera's, and you're going to have well, your wait, wait till next year with Clive Warford. It was I understand, right? But he's, he's he's not there yet. But at least he's no. playing. He's he's playing though. He played in the game, so he had been out. I think the first first game. Yeah, you know. But the other thing is that you know you're looking at it and you go. I like what they have there. Those two wide receivers are going to are going to one Amari stretching the field, and he'll go anywhere on the field, and Crabtree will go anywhere on the field. So you're going to open things up. Murray is going to start blasting through. Carr is going to and, and Carr showed nice mobility back there. He showed nice poise. You know, this was a guy that he had no weapons there last year, and now all those guys that were decent that would be if they were second or third weapons are second or are third and fourth weapons for him on the team now when Andre Holmes can get thrown in here or there yep. you know it's not like with old days of, uh, of of Raider them where you're like your number one is John Jett or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great I, I love that one well, I, th- I think also and I'll let you go into it is this you said he's a leader and the team really seems to like him and seems to be uh, you know wrapping around him and that's that's just a huge thing this guy's got balls He's got a lot of he's got a lot of balls, and I think just Raider fans, Clips Raider fun. Nation, you're, you're, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and isn't it Yom, That's is the it, room for is it. Is it Kippur right now? What is it? Yeah, it's, uh, this is Eve of Yom Kippur, so I'm being a very uh, bad Jew. I beg of forgiveness. <laughs> I'm drinking Valverde's. Valverde's. Oh, you want to get something cleaner and greener? Wash my underwear. And I'm um, here blaspheming the Lord with uh, <laughs> Al Bundy. With Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, love Al Bundy. Oh, good time. Um, I like that you call him Al Bundy. <laughs> I, I don't know why I put it like this French. Let's go to Tarjay. I love Al Bundy. Bundy. Uh, so what, what are they going to do against Cleveland? You want to use a Bundy. What are they going to do against Cleveland? Um, my guess is actually that they kind of pound the ball a little bit. Uh, I, I think that they're going to pound the ball a little bit. I think Carl will have a decent uh, game, but I think they pound the ball a little bit. Uh, with Latavius, which you can do against Cleveland, as, as, as has been shown. I mean... Dexter McCluster could run all over you and sink you or whatever. Uh, the week before wasn't too hot either for them. I, I think that they could do that, so I, I think they might. Of course, if they get down, which I don't think they will against Cleveland, um, they'll turn to the pass. But either way, if you want to go to the other side of the ball, sure, let's do it. Um, 
So, okay, so let's talk about all the excitement that, that is Cleveland right now, and it, it's all about Travis Benjamin. All right? All about the Benjamin. Oh, it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> that should be his theme song, man. Uh, and what he did this last week was phenomenal. It was a three catches, 115 yards, two touchdowns. I want to say it was 158 or 154 receive, uh, re, punt return yards, mm-hmm. including a 78-yard touchdown. If you're in a league that rewards for yardage for punts and kicks, as well as those special teams touchdowns, Benjamin's a guy that you have got to pay attention to. Yeah. And here's the you know, but here's the thing where I say keep it in check, people, because yeah. they attempted 15 passes. <laughs> he, Johnny Manziel completed eight passes. Eight. Eight, eight. out of 15. <laughs> so, and three of them went to to him, and, and I think Hawkins got Hawkins a, got three. Three, and then uh, two uh, other people got I the think pass. One running back and. I don't even know. Maybe a tight end. No, was there no tight end. No, you're right. No tight end. No tight end. But let's say this: Johnny Football can throw the deep ball. He's got three super bombs already this year. Should have taken the middle. Well, but no. But here's my here's my cautioning on Johnny Manziel because that's fine. He he can throw those deep balls and he can do that where he's only attempting 15 passes. He only ran three attempts for one yard. That's bad. Yeah. So. If he's if you're gonna throw for 175 yards and, and be a Tim Tebow type game, then give me the Tim Tebow running numbers where I'm getting 85 yards and a rushing touchdown. I think now they'll be able to balance it. I hear what you're saying, buddy. They won the game. It's a I good think step he's forward. trying to be a pocket passer. I think he's trying to be the quarterback. He's trying to do all the right things, which worries me. Now, yeah. for for Benjamin, I look at him this way: if you're in a, in a in a league and um, that's rewarded longs touchdowns. You know, is he worth that last play on your roster almost every week? Yeah, because is he gonna is he gonna give you four or five duds probably coming up here uh, out of the next half of them? You know, are gonna be duds of the next four or five? Yeah, or six? absolutely. Sure, but the ones that he hits, he's gonna hit big. Yeah. The thing is, is that nobody nobody respects the Browns in their passing game, so those were unexpected. That is not something that's gonna happen again because they'll keep a deep safety just in case. They'll, they're still going to be a running team, and everybody's still going to bunch the box, but they'll they'll guard against the one long one. Here's the thing I would say, though. Benjamin doesn't necessarily have to have it just be on a long bomb. This is a guy who returns kicks. He Get in the ball in space and let him beat guys. He'll beat Okay. Them. Last thing on, on this game, and then yeah. we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, Crowell looked good. Yeah. As, uh, Duke Johnson looked pretty good, but Crowell, Crowell, Crowell he, he, he did. He looked better, and he'll keep that, that uh, starting gig. He'll get most of the uh, touches. Duke's working in, and uh, he'll still be used. Uh, I mean, there's a, it's a running team. Both of them are going to get at least double-digit touches uh, each. Uh, I just expect Crowell to get uh, closer to 20 and, and Duke to get closer to 10. Nice. All right, let's go to the Bengals. They're going to be at the Ravens. Wow, it's a, it's a kind of game that you walk away from, and both teams are real sore. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I think... I think I, I think we all kind of agree, but I, I think leading up to the season, um, I don't know how this happened. Obviously, reading and osmosis and just seeing what was going on and all the talent, but I started to get hot for Dalton in this offense and really thinking that, wow, you know what? These guys are going to be pretty good this year. Um, and we're two weeks in, and it looks like, man, while Dalton, you know, actually I was looking and while I was answering some second opinions today, I looked at your uh, strength of schedule piece. For, from our draft kit, 
Um, and basically, basically, he breaks down Dogmatica week by week strength to schedule. And you can go and see via green bars or red bars whether a guy's going to go on a good run or a bad run. Uh, Dalton is about to go on a real bad one. Yes, he He's is. about to go against some really hard competition. So it was a nice first couple games. He's a guy that's going to get picked up on waiver wire by a lot of teams this this week. Um, and maybe start starting for peop- other people. I kidded, I joked that uh, you know he's better than Andrew Luck. Not the case, obviously. <laughs> Just kidding. But Dalton is about to hit some really tough defenses. So temper your expectations. And, hey, if he can ride the wave and go through that, then expect a huge season for him. If all of a sudden he comes back to earth and becomes Andy Dalton, just know that strength of schedule means something. <laughs> okay, so B- Dalton and Flacco are kind of the same type of guy. Uh, not the greatest road warriors. All right, uh, when they go, they get away from home. Uh, first of all, Dalton is terrible against Baltimore. Terrible. Just, <laughs> just awful. Uh, throughout his career, it's been, I mean... 140 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. 176 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. It's just not good. Uh, granted, I mean, this is a different team. This offense is the best offense he's had to play with. You got a healthy Eifert who is kicking ass and taking names. You got A.J. Green who's playing up to uh, his standards and all of our standards, uh, which is looking good. Marvin Jones caught a nice touchdown. Uh, you still got Sanu uh, roaming around out there as a third receiver. You got Bernard working his way in. One of the best backfields, probably top three backfield in the, in the entire league. league. Absolutely. Jeremy Hill's uh, couple of fumbles is not going to put him in the doghouse. They're still going to stay behind him. Don't worry about Jeremy Although, Hill. Although, what, here's, what, here's what's the good news, too, is that he's got a fire under his ass now exactly. because of the way that Giovanni Bernard ran with yeah. the ball last Yeah, week. Bernard was on fire. Um, but and, what did Bernard not do? Did not score a touchdown, touchdown, and he got carries in the red zone there. Absolutely. He had chances. Yeah, no, Hill's still going to be the guy. Don't worry about it. They had to sit him. You don't fumble the ball twice in the first half and not get set, especially when you have a backup like a Giovanni Bernard. You know, I mean, if it was some scrub, fine, let him ride it. But, no, the thing is they backed him after the game. They talked about it. Um, They came out and said, listen, he's still our guy. He's got a stride. This is what I read. Uh, I, I didn't actually see the press conference, but this is what I read. They said, Fumbles can hurt guys with weak personalities. Jeremy Hill does not have a weak personality. He has a very strong personality. This will not affect him going forward. I am not worried about it. He's still going to be the man here. And he will. I mean, Bernard earned himself more play, but Hill is still going to be the man. Yeah. Let's talk about A.J. Green, though. Okay. So, A.J. Green, he got a touchdown last week, held under 50 yards. Uh... What do you have in the first week of the season? It was like 63 yards receiving, I think. So he has been very subpar for what people are expecting of him. I believe it was only, uh, he had four five for six. Yeah, five for 63 in the 63. first week. 63, okay. Six, but six, they six. kicked the crap out of Oakland. They didn't I understand, it. I understand. But at the same time, you know, here's a guy that usually is, is a dominator. He only had four targets last week. Eifert had... More targets. Uh, there was I don't, I don't have it up, but it, there, I think there was a couple other people that had more targets than him too. So um, this is where I worry is that you know Marvin Jones had more targets than him. So yeah, it, it, you know I think they'll it'll come back to normal. But the fact of the matter is, is it, the days I think are gone of the AJ Green 13, 14 target games. 
in this Hugh Jackson offense. They are always looking to establish the run. And even when Hill went out, then all of a sudden, they just started feeding the ball and, and give the ball to, uh, to Giovanni Bernard 20 times. Don't you think, though, in some of the arguments that you guys have made all offseason and in a lot of cases about Giovanni and how he's behind Hill, and maybe A.J. Green's better getting less targets. Maybe he'll do more with less. Maybe so far, if he didn't drop that touchdown in week one, he's... he's He's having a great season. Maybe he's maybe that's a better thing for him than it's, to be this this target uh, machine. Well, no, I, with, and for fantasy, it was better for him to be in Jay Gruden's offense. Yes, that's of that was the difference. So mm-hmm. he was a highlighted guy. Basically, if you remember, it was the other guys. It was a lot of other trick plays and stuff. Where Sanu's throwing him touchdown passes and things like that. So those are all gone from the offense right now. True, the, the, this offense is is. Well-rounded. Yeah, well-rounded. More basic, uh, you know, I guess to put it lightly. Uh, But still, the fact of the matter is, the guy is a stud. He's one of the biggest studs in the entire league. I would kill to have him on the Bears. Yes. But what he's done against Baltimore in the past, whether it's been in Cincinnati or in Baltimore. Matter of fact, it's even better in Baltimore, which is where this game is. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, last year against Baltimore, first game of the year. Blew them up. Six for 131 and a touchdown. He also ran the ball one time, and that was with Hugh Jackson there. Um, The year before that... He went 8 for 151 and a touchdown. Let's just caution this, though. That was Hugh Jackson's first game calling. <laughs> true, true. For the Bengals. So yes, that's, that, old, that's da- true. old habits die hard for Dalton. He wasn't, he wasn't brainwashed yet. And, stopped going <laughs> and, and the game other, other than that, he had a touchdown at 61 yards. He's done well against Baltimore of late. And that's what they're going to need because I have a feeling that Baltimore's, Baltimore's going to bunch. They, yeah. look, look, look at what... Amari and Crabtree uh, just did to them last week. So the, the blueprint's there. Now the problem is, this is their first home game for the Ravens. And they're 0-2. Yes. And they're pissed. True. And and you know that if, if they have a coach with the last name Harbaugh, I wouldn't want to be in any of their practices this week. There you go. Their offense has got to start yes. clicking. That's what's got to happen. The run, the run to pass scenario uh, is, is is looking tough. I mean, Borsett is, is. I is can't not tell you that. how badly they need Perriman. They need yeah. him so yeah. badly. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Steve Smith can, as studly as he was last week, can't do it all by himself. But at the same that time, don't stuff. you also see see it as this? Like I'm watching. Great. Call. It's it's yeah. a Mark Tressman offense, and they're trying to keep the zone blocking. They're not good at it anymore. Because you don't know how to coach it. So if you're not practicing it correctly on a weekly basis, how are you ever going to perform it correctly? So I I look at their rushing offense, and it looks very similar to the way the Bears offense looked last year running the football. A lot of ineffective runs, a lot of runs in weird places, a lot of stretch runs where you shouldn't be running a stretch run, where you should be running up the middle. It It just looks discombobulated, and it doesn't make sense. So... I worry that that's until that gets under control, and I don't trust that trust. I don't trust entrustment to get that under control. Well, it takes time. That offense, it just takes time, and give it a little time. Believe me, it, week five, week six, and it starts clicking, and everybody understands it because it's not the easiest offense to understand. And it's a new offense in general. I think any offense, it always is going to take a little time. For any single to new out. offense brought into a, 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 a new town is always going to take some time. Look what happened with Eli Manning and, and yeah. the Giants last year. True. They were awful, and everybody, nobody was drafting them. And every, I mean, Odell Beckham was an afterthought, and, and nobody wanted anybody on that team for a while. Their preseason was just abysmal. Yeah. 
But they, the way they ended, Eli was a top three QB for like the last six weeks, five, six weeks or something like that. That's what's going to happen with this Baltimore team. It just takes a little time. You know what I say? Takes a little time. Well, there it is. Maybe something I can wear with the bikini. Well, that would be me. <laughs> something in black that goes with a bikini. Uh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I think we're good with this game, right? I mean, we didn't so. really talk about detailed Panthers, but I mean our Ravens. But let's get, let's get caught up. So let's Crockett move on. Gilmore, impressive. Yeah, right. But is that going to sustain? Is that going to no? Gonna... no, no I, let me jump in on this Crockett Gilmore thing. He's good. He showed a lot of desire in that game. He did it against the Raiders, who allowed Tyler Eifert to go for a hundred and some odd yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. The Raiders have not proven that they can defend a tight end yet, but. The, and, and the fact that, that Dog said they need Perriman in this offense, he's the next viable guy that you can throw the ball to. And the way that he scored his second touchdown, fighting through all those oh, guys, right. tells me that he's got the desire and, and the will and the determination. Well, I think that was half his his <laughs> desire and determination and half awful tackle. Awful tackle. <laughs> I mean, that was really bad. Really tough to watch. There's a linebacker standing there like watching. Are you guys going to tackle him? Are you guys going to take him down or what? No? Fuck, touchdown. <laughs> oh, well, I'm fired. <laughs> we can't tackle. Uh, we'll see. But a lot of people are asking us, uh, is he the real deal? What should we be doing with him? And what are your thoughts on that? With people listening, is, Croc, is this, is this going to be... <laughs> no, it's he not going to be He doesn't vault into the top ten or anything for me. He, he becomes a guy that I look for for, for matchup situations and a guy that would be a great streaming type guy when the right opportunity presents itself. One hundred percent. It's a Tressman offense. A Tressman offense. Look what, Mar- Look what Martellus Bennett did. Yeah, a lot yeah. of targets to that tight end. So it, it it can work in certain weeks and it won't work in others. Is he going to vault into uh, you know even Kyle Rudolph range? I don't think so or or uh, where Ladarius Screen is even right now or Delaney Walker or something like that. I don't see that. But he's on the cusp right there and it, it, it's week to week. All right, next game is Jaguars at Patriots. I'll just start this by saying I think this game is going to be a lot more of a, a game than people probably imagine, but the Patriots, it just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. How can it matter? Look, it was supposed to be a matchup problem for, for Tom Brady last week against Buffalo. Holy crap. What, well, 466 yards? Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Three well, touchdowns. Brutal. Oh, Okay, my. let's all just take a nap. All right, because that uh, we everybody needs to just rest their eyes a little bit on this one. That's not going to happen again at all because Belichick is week to week, one hundred percent game plan to game plan. Believe me, he's going to be running the shit out of the ball in this one. Legarrette Blount is going to have a good game in this one. He was completely forgotten last game. Everybody's going to be jumping off his jock, dropping him. Go pick him up right now. I'm telling you because he's going to have a game. It's not going to be Deion Lewis grabbing, you know, getting twenty touches a game. Believe me, Blount is going to kick the shit out of the Jaguars in this game. Not that, that's not to say the Jaguars aren't good at a rush deep, because they are a good rush deep. But they don't. The, the Patriots do not need to spread five wide against this team. They did that against Buffalo specifically because of that front seven of Buffalo. Jaguars front seven is not Buffalo's front seven. The Patriots beat you the way they need to beat you. And that's the way they need to beat Buffalo. The way they need to beat Jacksonville isn't the same way. It needs to be through running. That's that's all I got to say on that one. All right. I mean, I, I can see that, but you know, look at what Ryan Tannehill did to them through the air last week. So you know, that may be 
a, a way to beat them, and I think you can beat them another way too. And I think that they have all the weapons of well, Ryan Tannehill. My, did Miami win? No. Ah. Okay, but <laughs> I the thing is this. I also look at New England. Their defense is not good. It's a bad defense. Yeah, it's not a very good defense. They're giving up a lot of points, so they know that they have to score points. And the thing is that I just don't see them all of a sudden becoming just a slow, grinded-out type team. I mean, they have all these guys that are going to beat you. Man for man, they are better than the Jaguars at tight end with Gronkowski, of course. He's better than everybody man for man. Man for man, Julian Edelman is better than anybody that they have that can defend him. Then you keep going down down the line. Who's going to defend Deion Lewis coming out of the backfield? Because that's uh, the big part of the whole Shane Vereen part of this game, the Danny Woodhead part of this game that made always made these guys top 25 running backs. That's Deion Lewis this year. He is going to continue to get six to seven, eight targets in the passing game per week and sprinkle in five carries. You know? He was great for us in our Pyro Pro League. Again. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Seven, awesome. Seven rushes last week is all he had, but he had a rushing touchdown too, so he's showing that he can do that now. Oh, and he caught some balls too. The, 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 six for 98. Yeah, the problem that I have is, and I, I really hope it, I hope he lasts, but he I know. he can get injured, and he's just tiny. And he, I mean, if he, all he has to do is one of those spin moves and get caught in the wrong way, and he's blown I know that, up. but they've said this. He, he looks more to me... Like Darren Sproles, he does. He's more of the the you know he's not a Dre Archer small. Yeah. He's he's a spark plug small. So I'll, I'll take the little the little fire plug over over the the length. He's guys. not thick. He's not like no, he's I not know, strong. No. But, but they're not. Sproles that's why I stocky. I don't yeah. see him. He's not taking over Legarrette Blunt's role because he can't run the ball inside. But Legarrette Blunt also can't catch a pass. <laughs> and Dion Lewis was tied for second in, uh, in the in the team in in targets. I want to say I think he was tied with Gronk in that game. Yeah. So one thing I want to say about this, and I, I don't know if you guys. But that catch by Amendola, did you guys see the play yeah. by Amendola, oh man? Oh my god! Holy crap! Absolutely. Dude. I mean, he might—he's not—he's not lighting off the page, uh, the, the fantasy world. But that catch alone is the kind of thing that happened at the end of last year. I think in the down the stretch in one of the last couple of regular season games, Amendola was making some big plays individually. That catch was badass. Ridiculous. Holy crap! I can see him starting to get a little more opportunity. Let's talk about your guy though, because he emerged in week two. Aaron Dobson, Dobson. Yep. and and this is the thing, and I and, and uh, I'll throw a Pyro promo out there as well for the Pyro Pro members. I recorded a videos. It's, it's unfortunate we're going to merge it, but I'll learn how to do this better. Okay. But I did a video about waiver wire, so just kind of recapping uh, my thoughts on, on a lot of these guys in the waiver wire piece. So that'll be up. Uh, I think by it'll be up tomorrow. tomorrow. So um, you know. When I look at Amendola, the problem for him is he's a guy that is really behind Edelman. That's his role. Brandon LaFell's role is where Dobson played. Now, here's what's great for Dobson. And he's a guy that you should add in, uh, on your waiver wires, people. Um, eight targets, seven catches. Was it 87 or 78 yards? Whatever it was. 87. 87. And here he's going to get a chance now. Barry Nafell can't come back for the, for the first six weeks. So he's got four more games of audition to put his stamp on it. Were they that sold on Brandon LaFell when they had signed him? No, otherwise they wouldn't have drafted Dobson and Kendall Tompkins and all these other guys trying to find someone for that role. And wouldn't Dobson be cheaper for them if it works out than Brandon LaFell? And yeah. you can still use LaFell and then get rid of him after this year. 
Dobson's still on his rookie contract. What was he, a yeah. second rounder? Late second rounder? Second or was rounder, it, yeah. He said they went pretty high on him, and, and they actually haven't had a great, other than Gronk, who I think was a second rounder as well, um, they haven't had the greatest success when they go out and draft a, uh, in short term. Right. They not, the, who was the, the guy England they had, drafted that was like from uh, Florida? Florida, Chad yeah. Johnson. Chad Jackson. Chad, Chad, Chad Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Whenever they go high on like, yeah. it kind of blows wow. up on them. Um, well, the, the Dobson, I think, in his senior year, had 115 targets and dropped two, or, or one. It was one. He dropped like, like seven he, of his first ten right targets. It's, weird, it's the weirdest thing. He had the best hands in like all of college. Like literally the best hands. And it's just, the, the difference between going to college to, to the pro is obviously a big difference. But it's if, if that starts to come back into play where he could just catch everything thrown his way, the guy's so Pick him up, like, he's, immediately. If he can stay healthy, you know, there's so many guys we talk about. He's like a Kenny Britt, you know? He's like any of these guys that get injured all Six, the time. Three, two, he's 15. got that amazing, amazing skill set, but there's just something that's just always nagging yeah. in their injury. There's always something yeah. with them, and uh, hopefully he's behind that. It's happened to other players because he's obviously an elite talent, and, and Brady... Brady's ain't, ain't scared to throw it to him, so that's great. Yeah, let, let, me, let me close out New England when we yep. get over to Jacksonville, but... You know, you talk about this is not going to be like the, the whole the, the Brady type of a game or whatever. I, I kind of think this is and probably coming from their owner. Screw you to the league. Screw you to everybody. We are going to put points on everyone, and we're not going to stop. And F you if you, if, if, you, if, you, if you think any different, because stop us if you can. I really got a feeling that this is like there to Roger Goodell and, and to the big that they lost their draft pick, that they were trying to make them lose their quarterback for the first four games of the season. That that Kraft is probably. Actually, said, I don't think they lost draft picks. I think they settled. No, they lost. Didn't they lose their, their first round draft pick this year? Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they did. They lost the draft pick. Yeah, but here's the one thing I said: the, the million dollars or whatever. It was. I agree with you that I think they will be running up the score on everyone. Um, but if they also the one thing I will say is I agree with Dog that it's it's a it's a game plan. I agree Every with that time too. with For Belichick sure. is going to be a different thing. We're on the Jets. But it's so funny. But hold on, it's so funny with the with the <laughs> with the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. But one thing that did happen is Rex Ryan. Would you shut up in this game? I mean, he tried to make it into like the Super Bowl last week. He's like, well, you know, and then they get just annihilated, and then the first thing. Friggin' uh, Ryan comes up and says, I got outcoached. Yeah. I'm just going to say, this is on me. This is, that, there's not a more self-absorbed, narcissistic <laughs> guy that's an NFL head coach ever than this guy. He's, he's, he he's just right. Talks, he talks but so much. Right. He talks so much. Shut up. Just go out there. This isn't about you, buddy. That's why I'm glad, the Bears, I'm glad he did, the Bears didn't want him. The Bears didn't, didn't ask to, 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 to see him. It's a sideshow that comes with it. It is. It is. He loves getting caught up in it. All right, guys. I, 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 all right. He also I, loves feet. He yes. was. He does love feet. He's right. He got outcoached on that one. But you're always outcoached by Belichick. Yeah. Um, it, this is going to be the problem with the Patriots taking on that attitude is that's going to get somebody hurt. You start. You start throwing up 40, 50 points on Jacksonville for no reason. Somebody. The, the, the Jaguars. These are young kids. You start doing that, they get angry. And they're going to start trying to hurt you. Oh, yeah, and all of a sudden, be... there goes Brady down for the year. What nice work! You got fifty-five points on the Jaguars, and you got Brady hurt for the year. No, because it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo mopping it up in the fourth no. quarter. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Well, if, if that's he wasn't the case. doing that too much in the preseason. Jaguars. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the, they played well. They played really well against Miami. That was that was impressive. 
I, if that's not going to happen every week, I don't think Miami had a very good game plan going into it, and they came out of it losers. Uh, the Jaguars looked pretty good, though. TJ uh, Yeldon. Effective. Looks very effective. Running the ball. I mean, it, it, you know, was it 70 yards on? Was it 20? Yeah, it was 25, 25 carries. carries. It was a lot of carries. It was a and lot they, of carries. Well, Miami's game plan was to bunch the line. Yeah. Just stop Yeldon and see if Bortles can beat you. Well, Bortles beat you. You know, I mean, you didn't take into account that Allen Robinson's better than what you got back there at this point. But here's the, here's the credit to Yeldon. They're giving him all these carries. He didn't stop running hard throughout the entire game. Absolutely. And that's something where... When you're not, when you're gaining the type of yards where you're getting, was it close? That's close to like the less than three yards of carry, yeah. right? So you're you're having it's a tough game. You're, yeah. you're not you're not getting a lot of open space there. But they're sticking with you, and they're sticking with you, and he's still giving you maximum effort. That's all you can ask. Love that. Quick question, uh, personal uh, lineup question. I got Yeldon in a couple leagues. I've got actually uh, uh, Matt Jones in every league. Moving forward. And I've also got Amari Cooper in this, and it's a rookie league, both of them. You can only play rookies? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They fanned up. Sounds like good. They've been good so far. But truth is, Yeldon moving forward, or for this week, or Matt Jones? I'm playing Amari. This week? This week, particularly, yeah, it's a flex rookie spot. Which who do I who do I play this week? I I like Yeldon. I mean, we saw what uh, D'Angelo Williams did to this Patriots. Rush D. You know, uh, this Patriots defense is not very good. And Yeldon, Denard Robinson got injured. He's going to be gone for a while. They don't have anything else there. Nothing. So it's going to be Yeldon all day long. I do like Matt Jones, and I think that he'll get, you know, 10 to 12 to to, to 13 or 14 touches. And maybe he'll do something with them, but Yeldon's going to get the volume. He's going to get twice as many touches. Should I trade high on on Matt Jones in that league where I've got Amari Cooper, I've got Yeldon. Should I trade and try and get something elite for Matt Jones this week? You know what, here's what's interesting too. I'm kind of stuck. You're you're, you're in a real tough spot because Matt Jones plays on Thursday night. So it's not like you even have the extra days to to let all this stuff ferment. So that to me is where I'm kind of wondering he had the heavy workload where Alfred Morris actually had the, the, the lighter workload. Is this going to be a game where all of a sudden it kind of slants back toward Alfred Morris because they gave the kids so much work, uh, you know, four days he's early? Young. I don't think they're worried about I know, that. Or, or it's the fact that he's young and he can bounce back and you're just going to... My question is, 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 is Matt Jones, and this is quick, we'll move on because I know we're dragging on in this game. Is he going to be special or is Yeldon's volume going to be more important? Because right now it's a flex position where I want one. I want one or the other. But if I gotta pick between the two all, all season, I'm gonna be. To me, my quick in out. I I was never that high on Yeldon to begin with. So I I like the upside more of what I've seen from Matt Jones. What about you? Um, I I think that Yeldon's volume takes it because Alfred Morris will not get injured. Doesn't get injured. So Matt Jones will always have to compete with him this year. He will never get 20 touches ever. I'll tell you that right. He won't get 20, 25 touches. So you've never he got 19 two days ago. He won't be the man. He won't be the man. <laughs> okay, fair it, enough. It will like be it. Morris. I love so, it. Let's quickly quickly do a rundown, dog, of, of the Jaguars, and then let's get uh, caught up on uh, in the next game. Uh, well, to finish my sentence, with especially with Bortles <laughs> proving something that you're going to have to guard against the pass a little bit. Things will open up for Yeldon. Anyway, uh, going to the Jaguars, like I said, uh, Bortles it, it looked a little better than you think. I think the Patriots are a beatable defense. Do I think that Bortles is going to have a great game? No. Do I think that Allen Robinson will have a good game? Yeah. I think uh, T.J. Yeldon will be used quite a bit again. 
the, the tight end position is kind of a quagmire. There is nothing. Okay, well, here's another one. The other guy on the Jags <laughs> that everyone's asking about it's, it's Allen Robinson. Yeah. And I, I'm, I've already put in claims on him in, in three of my leagues. He's available? Yes. How can you not? How is Allen Robinson How is Allen Robinson available in any league? I had him, I think, I had him 22nd ranked wide receiver going. No. We were all high on him. Well, one league is a short bench. Another league is just, oh look, God. he was on Jacksonville. A lot of people just were sleeping on the guy. And I, I had other guys that I was, you know, more interested in grabbing during my draft wow. and stuff, too. So, you know, I'm sitting here now, and so now I'm, I'm putting yes. big bids on him. And I really believe that that's the tandem that can go far. I just worry about him staying healthy all the time. I, I got to tell it you. It won't happen. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. You know who was down on Allen Robinson? Barry. ESPN, yeah. Matthew Barry, yes, they were all down on him. Yeah, there you stupid. Go. Well, who wasn't down on him? Pyro. Pyro. So you, if you got him, you're fired up. The yeah. guy was the number one wide receiver of that Thanks, I think. Uh, and he's a stud. It just boils down. He's going to get hurt. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm wrong. I don't want it to be, but that's he's like that Aaron Foss. He's like, there's certain guys that are going to get, and a lot of players are Doing this these but days, but wouldn't Even you rather down, have their good production? For wouldn't you rather have that good yes. production for eight weeks? One hundred percent. Then yeah. not having it, and then you know, no question. No question. You take but it. when they're in there, the, the 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 chances are big that they can do stuff. Uh, Marquise Lee had a touchdown, didn't he? Uh, remember, did he have a touchdown? I don't think he had a touchdown. No, he had but a touchdown. he's he's in there again. He's in though. there. He's playing. Uh, yeah. The, 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 no, uh, the, it, it, it had one catch for 12 yards. Okay, the Rashad right. Green. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. He had a run for 12 yards. It was two catches for 27 on four sorry. targets. I, I, was, I was thinking. Well, he's back in there, and he's getting play. Rashad yeah. Green, who was the uh, recipient of 13 targets in that first game, and uh, had like seven catches or whatever. Four. Or four game. catches for like 27 no, yards. Like four targets this last week. Yeah, he, he uh, just got put on uh, IR. IR. Right? So it's going to be... He's a, don't worry about him, and I wouldn't have worried about him all that much in the first place. He's a little too tiny to be a, a any sort of effective in fantasy. But Marquise Lee is back. He looks like he's getting in the offense a little bit. Maybe he eventually takes over Alan Hearns, and who knows? You could preemptive it and, and jump on him. Look, they want yeah, him. They end. want him to be that guy. They drafted they him to be that guy. Absolutely, he's good enough to be that guy too. Eventually, you can you can be that guy. <laughs> I'm See? good enough. I'm smart enough. And God damn it, people like me. I hope so. Uh, Al Franken, we love you, buddy. Uh, Saints at Panthers. God, Cam Newton doesn't need any talent around him to get fantasy points, does he? Well, we'll find no. out. We'll find out uh, if uh, the Saints can produce any fantasy points for a quarterback not named Breeze potentially this week. Well, uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I, I really couldn't tell you exactly what's going to happen there. So, in the first. I guess right after the game, and you know, within that first, you know, 24 hours after that game, it was think there was thoughts that he would be gone for weeks because uh, because of that shoulder. So he went and got a second opinion. Went and talked to J- uh, Dr. James Andrews. Everybody knows him, and uh, he told him, "Well, if you rehab it hard enough, there's nothing structurally wrong in there. It's just bruised. It's your rotator cuff is bruised. Uh, if you rehab it this week and you feel strong enough, you you could actually you could probably play this weekend." And that. Uh, Shouldn't be a problem. You know, it's not like there's something dreadfully wrong in there where if you play, it's going to crack it more or something. No, it's just, it's a bruise. So my guess is actually Breeze will play in this game. So people who are all worried about Breeze not being there anymore and you got to go find somebody else or whatever, I think he'll be there. The problem is, is that he's sucking. That's age, age is showing. And that's why I think he's not going to play this week. I think that he understands, you know... The Panthers are still a, a decent defense that can get after you. 
I if it wasn't interdivision, I'd say sure. But yeah, it's, and, it's and, interdivision. They they need and him. they need this win too. Yeah, against Carolina. Yeah, so he's so, my guess is he plays. And, you know, and, and here's what I worry though, because okay, it's, it's his throwing shoulder too, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. So, oh no, that, uh, yes, it is his throwing shoulder. So I remember that, seeing the play. that. That scares me even more because, especially for me as a guy that owns Brandon Cooks and wants to get those deep ball passes out of him, if he's got a deep bruise in the in where the rotator cuff is, not a torn rotator cuff, but it's the rotator muscle. To get that long throw out, and I'm doing throwing motions again. Yeah. So to get that long throw out, the deep pass. You throw like Philip Rivers. I'm just gonna let it. I let, let, let it be known. It's fine. He's got the push ball. <laughs> so I should have been a lefty. I throw a perfect spiral uh, with the left hand, really? and I can never hardly throw a spiral with the right hand. It's awesome. That's messed up. It is. Um, I just found this out that I should have been a lefty by my doctor told me like last year. That was a, a new revelation. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. There's new ways that they can tell. They like they, they measure you can measure your calf. And my, my left calf is like a uh, centimeter or inch bigger or whatever than my right calf. So he's uh, like, yeah, you're, you're probably your left hand dominant. Is it, so is it like, so when it, I eat, is it when our I parents eat, or our doctors that screw things up? Is that why there's not many Jews in sports? Maybe. They, they screwed <laughs> yeah. me up. I could have been the greatest switch hitting, switch throwing football, basketball. We could be sitting play. here talking about you playing. Yeah. I know. I, I could be on that list of that pamphlet of the of world's greatest Jewish athletes. <laughs> Pamphlet. <laughs> that, that napkin. Uh, anyway, Danny Colfax and Danny Shays. Yes, <laughs> I love Danny Shays. He's a Jew. Uh, I had to get him in. I had to get the basketball in there. Anyway, so um, uh, where, 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 John Jeff and Danny Shays. I'm coming out with the old school tonight. Fair enough. I love it. <laughs> We're talking about Drew Brees trying to throw the long pass uh, to Brandon Cook. James Jen. Was it James Jett? It was James Jett. Yeah, yeah, it was Joan yeah. Jett and the yeah. Blackhawks. And the, Which yeah. I actually... Do you want They were... Uh, she just got inducted last year, this last year into yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Fame. So props to that. Yeah. Amen. We're she just James She played at the end. Uh, we're yeah, just yeah, spitballing yeah. here, guys. We're just spitballing. Or yeah. we've got ADDH. Yeah. A lot of that, too. <laughs> A lot of that, too. <laughs> you know, here... I, I do got to add HD to my TV. Yeah. There's thrill. Good call. Yeah. Um, glad. I, I, I don't even know. I've got such ADD that I don't. I can't even finish the real pronunciation of it. Where are you? Oh, I'm in New Orleans at Mardi Gras. It's really warm here. Is your dad there, Penny? Well, how would I know? There's 10,000 people here, and they're all wearing masks. So the only one who should be is goodbye. <laughs> Nice. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, I'm I'm nervous for... I actually got Cooks in zero leagues this year. You know how much I love Cooks. But he was just going too high for me, and I started to get a little bit more excited about AJ Greens. I, did, I didn't get him by in, in before the early... In the early threes, so he was gone by the time he got back to me in most leagues. Nervous for the guy. He said, too yeah. bad Dudley's game so far... With Breeze in there, Dog thinks Breeze might go this weekend. If that's the case, great. But it's it's not looking great all around for that entire offense. You want to know what it looks like? It looks like Brandon Cooks needs to have the help of a younger Marcus Colston. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have any support from anybody else. He doesn't have the protection of Jimmy Graham to take people away from him. So now defenses are focusing on Brandon Cooks. So every time... And, and it didn't help him that he made that you know that one awesome game in the preseason where he's yeah. burning people on the long touchdown. Yeah. And now everyone's aware of it, so they're game planning for it. Yeah. 
And, you know, C.J. Spiller has yet to make an impact on this offense. You know, he was active, but he didn't do anything. So... So glad I stayed away from that guy. It just didn't feel right. Right. His ADP felt, like, just off. He was skyrocketing up everyone's charts, and it's like, we didn't even see him do anything. So... You, it, I, I look at that offense, and I, and I tell you what, though, I feel good about my bet on Mark Ingram, though. I still think that everything is going to be filtering through Mark Ingram, and, yeah, and so far, yeah, and and he's showing the ability to, to be a willing receiver as well, and to be uh, you know good at it, and, and he's going to get some touchdowns out of this offense. Great, so. one of the best running backs in the league. There's, it's hard yeah. hard to say otherwise. So I, I at least uh, that's one I got right. Yeah, looks, <laughs> that was my guy. No, it's true. <laughs> it looks it looks it really looks good for him. I've got him in our league and. Uh, he's and you're tell you happy what, playing him as an RB too. And, and you got to be hating on Brandon RB2. Coleman right now because where's the growth going to be with you know he, again all of these guys would benefit from having a much better you know quality receiver that's still respected in the league so that they could actually grow in, into their craft in a better way. Who is the backup? Is that McCown? Yes, Luke McCown. Luke McCown. Uh, here's couldn't, the, couldn't Coleman? Sorry, I'll let you go, but couldn't Coleman? Be a, a great play because maybe he's been playing with uh, McCown and, and, and with the second teamers. Uh, it, the guy is when you see him lining up. I'm going to tell you, he's probably the biggest receiver in the league. Yeah, I he's think he's gigantic. the biggest. He is ginormous and he's moving faster than Colston. That guy is six six and thick as hell. Yeah, I, I think that they 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 really got to start switching things up. One of the things that they're missing badly, and it, it always shows whenever they. They don't have it going on in this their particular offense. In any offense run with Drew Brees, they need C.J. Spiller. They need him going. They need him to start playing that role, and that's what makes that offense go. You get that that uh, Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, whatever, whoever else has played that role in the past, you get that rolling, and that offense starts rolling. Without it, you're talking, I, I mean, Kerry Robinson catching a ball or two. I mean, it, they had a plan that designed that C.J. Spill was going to play about 10 plays. And that's all he played. It was about 9, 10 plays. They got on the ball like 3, 4, four times. But they got to get him more involved, and that's going to change things. I'm telling you, that well, changes the whole dynamic of the offense and the way the defenses end up playing them. Right. Well, because what, what how it will help them, too, is because he's a guy that they move where he's like, when we were talking about Shane Vereen earlier, it's not coming out of the backfield. He's hardly ever going to come out of the backfield. Yeah. He'll start in the backfield, but... Then he's going to get put in motion, and he's always going to be lined up as a wide receiver on, on outside on the line of scrimmage. He could be either just inside of the, the the far receiver, or he could be all the way on the outside. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, it changes everything up. So that, we'll see how that works out this week. Uh, they got some things to figure out. Like I said, I, I do believe Drew Brees will play, especially because this is an interdivision game, and they're zero two. So they they need this pretty bad. Uh, yeah. You know what I gotta figure out is which Val Verde oh, I'm gonna drink. Well, I'm gonna do it too. Val Verde. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> oh, I hate my life. <laughs> can't eat, can't sleep, can't bury the wife in the backyard. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you guys what I've been drinking. I actually have a, a motley. I'm kind of cleaning out the refrigerator. I got a potpourri going, but I'm drinking my my old staple. You know, my Deschutes Brewery Fresh Squeezed IPA. Good times, probably my favorite beer. Yo. As as yeah, as uh, exactly. as, as, as uh, Dr. 
good old DR said, that's my go-to now, rude boy. So that beer is so squeeze? yummy. Yeah, squeeze. Yeah, it squeeze is. Squeeze loves that. He's yeah, like, that's I got, my go-to. I, got, I brought him to Dewey's one night away after hours. I'm like, dude, you got to try this. Oh. And we just drank a bunch with oh, him. Oh, Stop. And you it's wonder so why tasty. Dewey's is not in business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we sold. We sold. We sold. I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to mention that. We, but. we sold high. We sold high. Yeah, right. Um, all right, it's good times. But this other beer is a tangerine IPA from Patasi. Which uh, I have no idea what that's all about, but good times. It's pretty, pretty sweet, but amen. And I think I actually, if things don't go right, I'm going to have to move over to like an Angry Orchard or something. Mm. That's been in my fridge for like six months. And dog, Purging. what's the beer that you stuck a Valverde on uh, me with? Oh, um, I am drinking, it's, it's high class, actually it's, well it's the champagne. No, it's not the no, champagne. It's not no. the champagne. Not the champagne. Well, I am drinking it's, champagne. No, it's drinking. the Blue Mountains. It's the blue. It's the Blue Mountains as usual. I got the silver bullet, and I'm loving it. It's good times. You're right. I got your back. Yes, sir. <laughs> what are you drinking, buddy? I'm drinking out of San Diego, a San Diego IPA, West Coast IPA, Ballast Point. Is that an IPA or is that a, is that a pale ale? It's, oh, it's well. It's a pale. It's ale. a. It's an IPA. <laughs> India pale ale. It, does, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. India pale ale, baby. I'm sorry, big guy. I was, San Diego oh, I IPA, I a... West Coast IPA, West Coast hops. Good I time. got the hops. Ballast Point's probably the most expensive brewery there is out there. This you would have had the hops if they taught you to jump off the other leg. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, way. I know, right? <laughs> you know? Well, actually, that was the best success. That's why I beat you in one-on-one, because you couldn't figure out where my shot was coming from. That's because I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Always an excuse. Oh, yeah. I still got the victory. Oh, <laughs> now it's on recording. Uh, killer, you heard that. Uh, you heard that. How for a dollar. All right, let's go. You're right. <laughs> right. All right, let's go to the Panthers. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers for a second. When you see Ginn getting touchdowns, you see Philly, uh, Brown, you just see the talent level that, that Cam's working with. And now him running, you see how many times, he, how many yards and rushes yeah. he had this It's... I'm pretty glad in the Pyro Pro League, just so you guys know, it was an auto pick when I drafted Cam Newton. I meant I was trying to get Ertz, which I'm glad I, we didn't, and it didn't do it in time, and it auto picked Cam Newton, not even out of my queue, out of their top ranking. That's how much the Flea Flicker draft room sucked nards. I was sick. But good times now when we got Bradford as our quarterback. Well, we might be, to, we to might drop Buck Allen for the, the Deion Lewis oh. instead of Newton. We I, be, I remember you, you we'd be so we get rid of Newton. Like, nah. Yeah, we, and we you want to know what? And this nah. is the thing that, that's that's happening right now. And Jericho Cotri is, is, is hurt now, too. Yep. So it's going to be the good stuff for fantasy leagues where you do get rewarded for quarterbacks that run. Cam's going to be running. Big time. Cam yeah. is going to be running, and he's going to start adding up the touchdowns, too. So, where we have seen, remember, it was 14 touchdowns this first year, then it dropped down to eight touchdowns and six touchdowns, five, four. I think we're back into the six to eight touchdown range for him, probably closer to eight. And I think he could easily push to ten because it's going to get to the point where, and, and they're in a division with defenses that are not that good. So, he's able to move their offense effectively enough, and if they get into that six-yard line area or whatever, you let him pull the ball down and run. 
And just because you don't have a Kelvin Benjamin that you can that you can trust to make those plays. We already yeah. talked about it that Greg Olson, that's not his forte. And none of the other guys, Devin Funches or any of those guys, are showing that they can do it. So give it to give give uh, Jay Stu one shot and then give two more two tries in a row running with Cam. Why the hell not? Well, the last game last year that uh, they played against each other, Carolina and New Orleans, Stewart went off. 20 carries, 155 yards, and a touchdown. I'm expecting some Jay Stewart this week. You know, I mean, it's... It, it, where's the game? The game's at... It's, it's at Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. The game at Carolina. I expect Jay Stewart to get a ton of carries. Do his work. He'll get off the... You know, he'll get off and run in and get off the schneid for you guys. Believe me, he's a great start this week. Uh, but, yeah, Newton has been the stud lately. I can't feasibly say that any of the wide receivers on that team are startable. But, honestly, if I had to pick one, I would still say Ted Ginn. He's getting the most targets, and he's the most explosive of the bunch. He can take it to the house if need be, and he can still outrun anybody. So, And he will actually run patterns across the middle of the field. Absolutely. Unlike... Philly, Corey, whatever he wants to call himself, Brown. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Last week, uh, like we talked, there was a couple drops by Ginn, one of which w- would have been a touchdown. So he could be two TDs into the season already, but he dropped one. Yeah. I mean, he did have one last he week. Had one, he had one this week, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yes, yes, I, I, I understand. And you know what? Listen, it's a makeshift, a completely makeshift wide receiving core. So, I mean, you take the good with the bad, they're all going to drop balls. I don't see anybody there. Kotri was the only one who could catch, and Kotri's gone. And he moved at, uh, you know, to our pace. It's basically like being at an R. Kelly party in the uh, northern uh, part of the city. The whole crew is going to be dropping balls on camp. <laughs> some, of them, some of them might be pissing in a girl in the closet. But so Cam is going to say, guess what? I'm Superman. I'm making it happen. I like that little helicopter. And he literally tried to land it. He tried to like Mary Lou Retton it. Like, I stuck it. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty awesome though. He, he his... smiles. I love when that guy's having fun. On that play, when he landed and he was in there, I mean, he had the biggest smile on his face. Like, friggin' a kid on Christmas. You know, you know who else had the biggest smile on his face? When he... <laughs> Josh, Josh McCown had the biggest smile on his face. When he got helicoptered too, unfortunately he doesn't remember it, and he still doesn't remember it. <laughs> Absolutely. Next game. Next game. Let's go. Eagles at Jets. All right. Uh, just when the Eagles need a, a, an easy opponent to kind of turn things around, the Jets are good. And I can't believe that Cromartie was back playing this week after seeing that injury. I don't know what happened. I, don't, I just don't know what ha- what I saw in that first game. I was like, this guy, that's a severe injury. Amen, Cromartie. He knows. He's got to get that paycheck to pay for these 12, well, 13 kids. kids. There's a gamer, dude. Uh, hey, and he, uh, did he play well? Eh, he played okay. Uh, he didn't do great. He, he's the one who let up the touchdown, the one touchdown that, you know, whatever. But he was out there, and that's all you need sometimes, just the intimidation factor of being out there. And it worked. That defense is awesome. Yeah. That defense is really, really good. And I don't see a, a hell of a lot happening this week for the Eagles. You want to know what's crazy? That defense was good with Rex Ryan. That defense is amazing with Todd Bowles. Yes. Oh, God. Todd yeah. Bowles 
knows how to run defense. Well, but they got the best defensive player in the draft. I know, and, and they got and they got Wilkerson, Revis Island, and Wilkerson, Wilkerson on the too. Revis yeah. Island and Cromartie's re-signed with them. I mean, God, and they're, they're they're missing the somebody too. Alive. They're missing one of their defensive linemen right now too. That isn't uh, even playing. This, that team is ridiculous at this point. They're stacked on defense. I think they scored me in. Um, in our league, or what? No, in in, in my uh, in my big money league, it's uh, I think they're scoring me eighteen or nineteen points per game <laughs> through two. I dra- wow, that's I, crazy. I, I drafted them in the A's. I drafted them yeah. and Baltimore in yeah. the A's this last week. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Baltimore against Oakland instead of the Jets against Indy. Yeah, I'm going to have to play the Jets against the best teams in the world. Yeah. You're going to have to drop the Baltimore defense and pick up uh, it's a player. It's well, yeah, exactly. Here's, here's the crazy thing about our scoring in that A league. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not normal. It's not sacks, interceptions, all that kind of, and scoring. Uh, just, it's just scoring. Just so points against. Yeah, points against how much you break. So. We, the reason being is that we don't like it when defenses determine I a week. Yeah, I well, I'll tell you what. We've talked about the Jets are a defense this year that is going to be one of those ones that's going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. True. Agreed. So let's flip to the other side. Let's start of the offense. How about of the Jets? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quickly. Well, so quickly, Brandon Marshall was a non-factor in that that game against the Colts until Vontae Davis goes down, then all of a sudden he starts exploding. Eric Decker was on fire. You know, then he's hurt. Where, do we know what the status is? Uh, it doesn't look. I, I don't think he's going to be playing this next week. Uh, I, I have a feeling it might be even a couple few weeks before he gets back, which is, which is a bummer. Um, and also, uh, Chris Wusu actually went down as well. So they, act, I think, first of all, Jeremy Curley is going to play. They just tried out Terrell Pryor today. Terrell Pryor, <laughs> when he was playing for the, when he was trying out and, and run for the Browns. He was reported that he was running in the four threes in the forty. Mm-hmm. He tried out for the Jets today. You want to hear what they they what? said he ran four twos in the four twos. Really? No joke. No joke. Oh, now, I mean, I don't know if he'll actually be signed or whatever, but I mean, wow! I, I it tells you. I remember watching him play in college. I didn't see that speed. I saw an, an interesting athlete, but I didn't see that speed. Anyway, back so, to the Jets. So, yeah, so let, let's, <laughs> let's let's talk. Okay, forget about a Wusu then. But what about their other weird name guy? That's the tight Quincy end. Quincy Anunua. Anunua, yes. Yeah, he was uh, he was drafted last year, uh, sixth rounder, and he was uh, he was I don't know I don't want to say highly touted, but he was a, he was a great snatch for them in the sixth round. Uh, they didn't really play him at all all year. They put him on the practice squad. Um, he's a, a bigger kid, I think. Right? 6'2", 225 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's actually been playing pretty well. Hasn't really got much of a chance yet. I think he dropped and, a well, he's, he's got the open opportunity now. But he's got Jason the out. So, yes. um, so that's good. Well, okay, forget about him. That's not, that's not the most important. Let's no. talk about Chris Ivory yep. and Bilal Powell. Because yes. Bilal Powell has become fantasy relevant now. And I'm in deeper leagues, uh, and I put bids on him. Because... When I'm looking at the backup running backs or guys that are in, in time sh- shares, and Chris Ivory is also a guy, as much as we like him, he's never been a guy that's been able to stay healthy either. True. And when you're looking at, and I kept looking at everything that's going on, you're seeing Zach Stacy no play. There's no, nobody else getting any play. It's, it's Bilal Powell. They're they're using him. He's their primary back. Ivory had 14 carries in yesterday's game. Powell had 12. Uh, well, uh, the reason being is that. They weren't even sure, even on I the know. day. I didn't that, think he was going to play. That Ivory was going to play. 
So the fact that he played and he gutted out and had one of the better runs of the year with that hurdle and everything. That, that was, was amazing. That was awesome to that watch. That was great. Uh, I didn't expect that out of him, no. to be quite honest, because he usually barrels through you. But watching him hurdle was, was pretty cool. Uh, not as cool as the DeMarco Murray hurdle, but that way it was still pretty cool. Either way, I, I don't... You know, when Ivory's healthy, obviously Powell takes a bit of more of a backseat. But Ivory is a bit injury prone, and with the way that he runs, it seems like it could be that way for a while. And the way that their offense is, if Ivory does go down, Powell's going to get the line. He's going he's to be the man. Yeah, until so, Ridley comes right. back. Yeah, exactly. But even when Ridley comes back, I just you know it's one of those things. He's not a guy that has all that flash and pizzazz and be like, wow, he's going to come in and be yeah, like, no, you know. Paul will keep at least the same role, and it can only expand. But I'd also say this. My heart sank because I, I put all my bids on him already, and I'm watching, and he has that fumble late in the game. Yeah. and then, <laughs> But then he made up for it. He made a nice big play on the next play. I said, okay, I'll leave you. Still going to pick you up. I probably had <laughs> Bilal Paulo ranked higher than anybody else in the entire world last week. I, I actually like the kid. I think he's actually a good player. And I, I'm a huge fan of Ivory too, but you just knew the way the way the way the game was going to go. He was going to get the ball more often than you think. So uh, he's actually a good pickup. He's a, he's a good pickup. Him and Ivory will keep that offense running, especially with the Decker down at this point. Let's talk about the Eagles. Oh, um, <laughs> this is not what I was expecting at all. Uh, and I, I I can't say that I was expecting it to run smoothly. After getting rid of a Macklin, um, because Macklin is, I think, more of a professional and understood things a little bit better than, let's you know, let's say Jordan Matthews does as a second-year guy and Aguilar, Aguilar does as, a, as obviously a rookie. But it had to be better than what we're seeing here. I know that Bradford's new in the system, too. So, yeah, they're going to take their lumps, and it will get better. Don't just jump off the train, because this is a high-powered offense. But you're going to have to deal with these lumps right now. And if you if you want to sell low on Bradford, that's a mistake. If you want to sell low on Aguilar and, and, and uh, DeMarco and, and Matthews at this point, that's going to be a mistake because they're going to end up scoring crap loads of points for somebody later on the season. You're going to be like, great, I, I, I got below Powell for, for, for DeMarco Murray. <laughs> And the worst trades are made in the first three weeks of the season, by the way. And yes. the worst so, drops. Let's just say this. Um, if you have these guys on Philadelphia, which I have a bunch of them, I got the Aguilars of, uh, in a couple leagues. Um, I, don't, I got Demarco in two. I leagues. don't have Demarco, and I got I've been I've been unfortunately playing Bradford in my daily fantasy the last two weeks, which has hurt me. I had Bradford, but, but if you're if, if you have these hard. guys, you're kind of married to them right now. But don't 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 go you know don't go crazy. That must be my fault. Sure, I'll take the blame. I didn't have to say I do. <laughs> I could have just taken one of your uncle's shotgun blasts in the back. Be done with it. <laughs> uh, and if you, now, if you sell these guys right now, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be taking a shotgun blast in the back, and then you're just done with your season because these guys will produce fantasy points down the road. The I guy just, that I'm the I'm least... I'm going to play that quote for you every month for the rest of your <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> the guy that I'm the least worried about and when we're seeing these second opinions and these questions over... Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C, or on Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. A lot of people are just like, DeMarco, DeMarco. I'm worried about him the least. Yes, The volume that he's getting, he had a bad game. He's had, you know, just it hasn't gone all that bad great for him. But at least he's he's doing a lot better than some of the other top. (laughs) By the way, I'd rather have him right now than, than... 
um, well, he's Eddie done. Lacy, his, who was the number two overall pick in a lot of leagues by far uh, at this point. <clears throat> here's I'm what, not worried about the market. Here's why I'm not worried about him. It's it's a, a slicing moment of, of the game. Okay, they're in the red zone. This is the the idiotic pass that that Sam Bradford throws that's intercepted by Sean Lee. And so you look at DeMarco, well, and he's going, you know, this is, you have a guy who is so fired up to play against his former team, and you don't give him the ball in the red zone? And he's sitting there, and he's going, and, and give you, me the you, said, give you, me the effing ball. Oh, my God. I mean, and, and, and that's what I love the oh, most about DeMarco red. at this point, and I'll let you go, dog. This is the most fire I've ever seen ever in, seen, in his yeah. last two he games. He was always a chill guy. He's a chill, like, real, real st- slow and steady. Seeing this far, it's like, all right. That's the kind of guy I like having to the ball. And that's what—that's something that's going to bring this offense up to its potential at some point. I have to defend uh, something here, what you just said. That was not an idiotic pass. It was a bad pass. The, Sean Lee's back was turned. He should have thrown it to the... He threw it right at him. He meant to throw it to the side. If he throws it to the side, that's a touchdown. Maybe, Every time. But, but I've same- seen it a thousand times. If that defender has his back turned, you throw it to the side of him. The the, the receiver is looking right at it. It's a touchdown every single time. He just happened to throw it. It was a bad pass. He just threw it right into Sean Lee. who turned around and just went into his chest. Well, that's even worse. That's even yeah. worse. He made a bunch of bad passes. He, it's, it's, it's a bad pass. He was not under duress. He It wasn't like he was... Uh, he had, made it too quick. He, he just he, It's a snap decision, and it shows that... And in this offense, that was the thing that was made him light years above all these other guys. What we were seeing in the preseason, exactly. what he was doing, was his ability to to analyze, react, and, and change on the fly in the offense. And his decision making has been so subpar through the first. It's years. terrible. His nerves are showing, yeah, and it's yeah. it's he's he's to, he's being dependent on. This is a, a a real huge offense, and this is something that everybody wants to watch. <laughs> and I think that he's so used to being. In St. Louis, injured, that, <laughs> injured, or in St. Louis, where nobody wants to watch, and Ooh. nobody can—I hate to say—I I don't mean to say it that way. Sorry, St. Louis, no. but nobody's watching the Rams. Really, this is why it's Especially even worse for the passing him. game nowadays. No, nobody's watching that shit. So. That's why it's worse, dog. He's in Philly. They, you know how much, yeah. oh how my much God, shit yeah. he's got to be getting right now. Like you, you can't walk out of his house in Philadelphia. They're oh. probably guys throwing batteries at him. Guys coming at him with a bag of nickels. It's got to be horrible. Well, the crowd was going berserk. Oh, I mean, they are the, as well they should. But that's the thing. I think Chip Kelly will get everybody's heads out of their asses this week. I'm talking, they're not going to do much against the Jets because it's in New York. First of all, second of all, the Jets' defense is impenetrable. Basically, do they win this game? No, the Eagles don't win this game. I don't think so. No, the, the, not only do the Jets win this game, um, I, I don't want to say they win it handily because it's. I, I, but the Eagles' defense is so bad; it's not going to. But the Eagles' offense is going to come back a little bit because the Jets are going to go up early, and the Eagles are going to have to spread it out. And when they did against Atlanta, and when they did against Dallas, they finally started doing something. They cool. finally started getting things rolling. They've okay. got to just go with the flow. You're going to start Matthews. You're going to start Matthews because you have to if you drafted him to where, where he is. Yes. Agreed. Is Aguilar, you don't start him in this game, do you? It's Depending on who your fourth, third, fourth, fifth receivers are, I don't think it's the worst play in the world. And I'll tell you why. If they want to put um, Revis on Matthews, I think that Aguilar's speed actually t- takes care of things against Cromartie, and he might end up getting what Moncrief got uh, in late in the game. All right, we got to move on. And guys, 
We got to hustle. Even right. with the clock sitting by our feet. Let's I'm do trying it. to hammer through these things. We, we are did. halfway through. We doubled, we we doubled are, the we time are, we were supposed yeah, to do on that We are game. an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. This game is not interesting in fantasy football. Dogmatica. Let's, you well, guys, let's go through the next, the next two games, actually. Okay. We can kind of go. Let's let's kind of double down on these ones. So it's the Bucks Buccaneers at Texans. At the Texans. Okay. Two minutes. Done. All right. Buccaneers at Texans. Buccaneers. Uh, Winston. I'm not going to expect a lot out of him this game. Mike Evans is clearly not all the way back. He didn't get a target, or he didn't get a catch last game. Got a few targets. I, will he do better in this game? Yes. Vincent Jackson, I think, will start to take a back seat starting this game. Austin Safarian Jenkins is gone for the next four to six weeks. Uh, I know it's been kind of silent out there about it, but don't play him. Sit him on your bench. Trade him to somebody who doesn't know about the injury. Whatever. I think Doug Martin might actually get some decent play in this one. Texans side of the ball. Uh, that backfield is just a quagmire. At this point, I'd rather have Chris Polk than anybody else just for this game. I don't think Aaron Foster comes back this game. I don't think that they're going to need him this game. I don't think they're going to push it in a game against the Buccaneers. I don't think, think there's a need to do that. Might as well give him one extra week rest. Ryan Mallett looked pretty bad, but at least they threw the shit out of the ball. I think uh, Hopkins comes back and has a great game in this one. I think he's going to be a top five guy this week. I think they get him the ball a ton. Um, the, the tight ends don't do much of anything, and that's the ball game. Nice. You are the friggin' man. All right, Chargers at Vikings. If we can do that again, we are back in the saddle, fellas. Well, let's talk, I'll t- let me talk quickly about the Chargers then, at least. So, Melvin Gordon finally showed up and looked like the running back that everyone was saying that he was going to be. That I was not believing that he was going to be. Um, that being said, you know, Old Spice believed in him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that being said, you know, he, I, I like what I think he, it's what, right guard. It is right it guard. Is, oh, <laughs> I like what he has to offer. He, he showed the burst. He got the twenty-seven yard run. I still want to see him. You know, when he's going to be able to break that the, the long 30, 40, 50, 60 yard runs, and, and is that part of his game? He still does not block. So that's why he is not in there on third downs. That's why Danny Woodhead continues to be uh, a, a, a very playable person in fantasy. You know, this last week, uh, he collected six catches on six targets, 68 yards. He goes for seven carries for 36 yards. No touchdowns this week. You know, you, you, the touchdowns are going to be few and far between to come for him. Um, you look at the passing game, Malcolm Floyd does what Malcolm Floyd does, catches a deep pass, <laughs> it's it's one and done, you know, you're going to get two or three targets in the game, and that's all you're going to get How does a him. big guy like that, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm interjecting, how does a big guy like that seem to get more lost than any any other players around? He always has this, like, he must have 20 like, yards behind anybody in the defense, Rivers Push throws it, underthrows him, but he catches it and barely sneaks in. You've never heard him talk, have you? You never. No. Heard. I bet you he's probably got like that voice. It's like a hypnotic voice. Maybe he's got like a like a uh, Barry White voice. It's like <laughs> he just knows you to sleep. I'm just going to run by you. Don't you worry, buddy. I'm just going. I'm going to leave you behind. And he's all of a sudden he's gone. And he just stands yeah. by himself because all of his Five catches, years. all his catches, it's like this. when he does have Malcolm, like, there's Malcolm. no one within ten yards of him. Here, here's what it is with Malcolm Floyd. In in the NFL, every offense that was Elvis, by the way. Every oh, offense is intricate. They have many different moving parts and intricate plays where everybody's going every which way, and Philip Rivers is trying to concentrate and all these other things. Malcolm Floyd does one thing and yeah. one thing. I go long every single time. That's why you forgot it because there's so many things I have to remember. I forget the one constant. That's and he, it, and he does it well. Yeah. So let's let's also uh, let's quickly talk about Stevie Johnson. 
and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, whoa, came back down to earth this last yes, week. Yes, he did. Stevie Johnson, you know, and again, Phil Rivers isn't going to throw for nearly almost 400 yards every week. So let's let's keep that in mind, too. Stevie Johnson is going to be an integral part of this offense. Keenan Allen's always going to get the attention. And look, Stevie Johnson is doing just what he did in Buffalo, but now he's doing it under the guise of being the wide receiver two, not the wide receiver one. So... I like Stevie Johnson. He was available still, I think, in 30% of leagues and CBS leagues. Uh, I put him in my waiver wire pickup because that's the threshold, 70%. If he's available in your league, you've got to grab this guy. He's a weekly play. How is this guy available? He's a top, again, top 30. Same thing with that. He's a top 30. You know what Stevie Johnson's one of these guys, I think, that it's like it's been like him and Crabtree. Like, names that were, that were big four or five years yeah. ago, and so everyone forgets about I him. I get and the Crabtree yeah. thing, because I get the Crabtree t- thing in some weird way. But yeah, Allen Robinson I don't get either, because this is a young guy that has all the all up, upstart talent, you know, so... Um, and lastly, you know, Ladarius Green had one of his Ladarius Green games. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think he can still continue to do this. I'm just concerned if you're looking at grabbing him, what the hell is he going to do when uh, Gates, gets Gates back. comes back? Well, Let's go to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota? I, I guess I'll help you. I, I, I thought, I thought <laughs> oh. this was your game. Oh, no, I can do the whole game. It's all good. We're just doing it quick. AP. Everyone relax. Came back. They've given him 29 carries, right? And don't worry about his fumbles. It's, 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 yeah, it's man, don't ever worry about his fumbles. Listen, he's going to. If you didn't see what, that Chargers rush defense, they can't stop a freaking thing. And this is in Minnesota. You got AP number one. This yeah, AP is going to go berserk. Absolutely berserk. And listen, Teddy Bridgewater is a great game manager. He's never going to be that huge fantasy stud that you want, even though he has the weapons to do it with. There's no point when you got AP there and you could just run all this, you know, all over this freaking team. I mean, Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill just crushed him. Uh, Abdullah crushed him the first week. You could do anything you want against this Chargers defense when you're talking about the running back. So it's AP all day. Uh, What's a bummer though? One quick thing also before you go. They did Bridgewater on a bootleg, and they gave it to the fullback. I, look, Dude, I mean, AP has a fu- yeah. friggin' dominator force of a game. If on those two one-yard... You even, you even saw him, which I don't like. I don't like it when it's about the individual guy at all. I feel like that happens with Jimmy Graham a lot. But... But after he's like, dude, give me a TD. I haven't had a TD since December of 2013. Right, you don't have a for it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get it I've for been dreaming it. about this, jerking off to it for friggin' 25 months. I want to say the most important guy that we need to talk about on Minnesota Switching though, is Charles Johnson. There are a lot. We got, we got a lot of people, <sighs> and we were on we were on Charles yep. Johnson, and he's not showing it through two weeks. Yep. And the way that they're running their offense, I still think they're not. I don't think that they've really shown what they're they truly going they're to be. I don't think they really know yeah. exactly what they're they going don't. to be yet. But I will tell you this: he still got, even though it was not as productive as Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace wasn't that productive last week either. Three catches, thirty-eight yards. So. You know, Wallace's guy start realizing that it's going to start staying down there for him. He's not all of a sudden going to be going back to the hundred yard game. Johnson has the chance to, to get to those games. So again, when we were talking about in the in the guys of uh, these, you know, do I do I sell all these guys right now or do you wait it out with Charles Johnson? You just you have to. That's just the way that it is. You you're waiting it out and you're gonna you're gonna Listen, take if, it if you if you if you drafted either Charles Johnson or Mike Wallace, you drafted him as a wide receiver three, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, or or beyond that, wide right. receiver three, four, five, whatever whatever you got him there at. And when you're drafting him in that zone, you know that it's game plan dependent. 
that that's what the type of receiver is. You're not expecting him to score for you every single game, and that's not what's that's not what's going to happen here. That's the Vikings. They are a game plan dependent team. Whoever they're playing, that's the game plan they set up. Last game, it was all AP as well. It should be. They had a terrible game plan against the 49ers. It just didn't work out. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Just a bad game for them. Yeah, it was. It was just throw that away. Yeah, throw that one away. It'll get better for them. They're figuring it out with AP back. Because last year it was totally different. Now they have AP back. Now they have Mike Wallace there. It's a whole different offense. But, but that sucks, though, is that Rudolph we don't know what they are yet because that whole first game was a complete throwaway. It was basically like a preseason game four. Yeah, they was. weren't ready to play. They didn't. Whatever they showed was not any part of whatever their offense or defense was. And, 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 and that's why dogmatica what he said on last week's podcast. Like, no. AP probably should have played in the preseason. Absolutely. They, they, yeah. It, last last week was almost like their middle of the preseason. Yeah. It was uh, are we so, done with that game? Yeah, we're done. Let's, so I, I can give it up. Did I tell you how pretty you look today? No. Good, then the blood is still reaching my brain. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, Kyle Rudolph is good, by the way, guys. Yeah, uh, it's good. I don't trust him, but I know he is. All right, we got the last game here at the uh, earlys, and that's Steelers at the Rams. Yeah, let's kind of cruise through this one, too. Can can I say a quick... F you to the league once again. Two weeks in a row, you're going to start your season. Ten early games, three afternoon games. Makes no sense. Fuck you. And when you Kill have me. when you have the people on Directv, and I don't know if they were doing it on your NFL uh, Red Zone channel, going, well, we have a, a jam packed slate for you. Here's the screen with all the eight games. Oh wait, I can't even fit all the games on here because we have ten games going on. <laughs> NFL should know on the Red Zone if you can't go quad box. You don't have enough games in that in that yeah, spot. Absolutely. You can't go quad box if right. they wanted to. Yeah, we're gonna go try box. So what's cool is like, okay, fine. So for the afternoon, where I have my, my big screen with the with the direct TV, where I can do the picture in picture side by side now. Yeah. So I got the side by side of my other television and all three games going. I didn't need Red Zone Channel. I had. But isn't that far left? Yeah. You're you're losing a lot of money watching The Bachelorette. No, she got another TV in the other bedroom, buddy. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got, I got, I got, I got two bedroom house. I got three televisions. <laughs> hella, hella. Minutes. And actually, we have another television that's just sitting on the floor, not plugged into anything. So I got four televisions. Antonio right. Brown, best best uh, wide receiver in the league, uh, or is yes. or is Julio? It's is it Antonio? It's it's, it's Julio, but they're both fantasy. They're both the same. But Julio's the best player. That, did you that move? Tech Mobile. That's what I wrote in my in my write up this week on him. Holy crap! That was a Tech Mobile. Like move. eighteen yards out of it, and there was four defenders right there. He's ridiculous. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 don't even really need to say anything more about that. But I just thought I'd mention. Just, just think Antonio about one thing. Mike Wallace. Remember what a punk he was when 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 Brown was doing this four years ago. He's like, yeah. What about me? Hey, I'm a high first rounder. I got all the money. Here's that's why you get rid of people yeah. like that. Yeah. See ya. Here's what's interesting for me when I look at the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers though. Marcus Wheaton. Supposedly, I'm number two wide receiver. I think you may be number four wide receiver when yeah. Martavis Bryant comes back yeah. because right now. He's losing his spot to Darius Hayward. Well, Hayward Bay still only. I mean, he had he just made targets, or he had more targets than him in that game. Yeah, right? but it's that. That's where that. That's the offensive game plan. That's that's what the that's what the Steelers do. They well, throw long. And Hayward Bay. But as soon as Brian uh, comes back, Brian comes back. Yeah, it's Hayward Bay gets taken out. Of but it. hold on. But but don't you think? I mean, because the fact of the matter is, Marcus Wheaton has not done anything to distinguish himself. 
that he is an amazing route runner, that he has got great hands, that he can be trusted on third downs, that he can be trusted in the red zone. He's done none of those things. Now, granted, Darius Hayward Bay has proven in his career, granted it was with Oakland, that he drops the ball a lot and everything like that. But he also has the speed aspect, and I think that that's what they when, love right, that. When Brian comes back... When Brian comes it's back, it's gonna be the Antonio Bryan show, and it's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be I, awesome. I have never seen an offense that uh, applied two speed demons on the sides for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would you put Bryant and Hayward Bay out there at any point for any reason whatsoever? It's Hayward Bay takes a seat, so you need another uh, mid-level guy, well, which also, is where Wheaton comes into play. Well, let's also remember they've been doing this while well, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell playing. Yeah, Le'Veon exactly. Bell's back this week, ladies yes. and gentlemen, and uh, and we've seen what D'Angelo's been able to do. It's going to be a people are awesome. asking me, hey, should I pick up D'Angelo or no, no, Matt? Oh my God! Or, no. No. Yeah, even friends of mine have texted me, should I go grab D'Angelo? Hey, do not watch football. Yeah. Do not know anything you about listen. football at all. You missed your chance. You should have had him for the first two weeks. Otherwise, it's nothing for him. Worthless. Uh, you will get some carries. Yeah. Especially in this first week. Not enough that's going to make a fantasy impact. This first week back for Le'Veon is not going to be all Le'Veon, but ten he's touches, ready. Ten touches for D'Angelo this week. After that, D'Angelo averages between five to seven touches. Yeah, it's not like Le'Veon isn't <laughs> ready because he is. We all saw what he was doing the pre, yes. preseason. He's ready. Looks great. We know the Steelers. You're probably playing a lot of them. Let's go over to the Heath other Miller's side. Miller's been kicking ass, too, so keep playing. Uh, actually, it won't be as good against the Rams. Rams are normally very good against a tight end. Haven't been for a couple weeks well, now. Well, didn't have are. a lot of yards this last week, but he did score a touchdown. He did. All right. Now, uh, the Rams, hmm. Uh, Gurley, I do still do not believe, is ready. And oh, I don't oh, think that. he's going to be playing yet. And that, that's the big question because. Oh, huh? I hope not. You yeah. said you didn't want him to. You want him to get these after week four or five, right? Yeah, yeah, so it makes more sense five, to wait. So to wait, for wait that. let him get that by, and then start. Can I ask you guys a question? Did you guys both do a jig when Kenny Britt scored a touchdown last week? <laughs> I was happy for him. I was happy for him. Yeah, that's the thought no, I can say I at this point. I don't want to jump on a jock anymore. That that jock is just dirty. I went over to a military base and I uh, got a chick drunk, and I don't, I don't talk about the rest. <laughs> that's what I did. All right, Kenny. <laughs> All right, Brent. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that story. Come on, you oh. know the story. It's old news. It's old, old news. news. Oh, like, old news. He likes hanging around on military bases. Uh, what, what else do we talk about on the ramps? Uh, Jared Cook looks good, and I think he'll actually kind of look good again this week. Devon Austin looks fast. I don't care. Yeah, yeah well, he is fast. Don't fast. pick him up. Don't. He looks fast though. Okay. Don't. Don't grab right, anybody right, on this team. Right, right, Nick Foles looks like a quarterback. Quick, quick might be back this week, from what I hear. Uh, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I, 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 I don't think Britt makes a difference. Nobody makes a difference on this team until they get, uh, have Gurley running next year. That's when you worry about the Rams. And also, wouldn't it be smart for them to also wait on, on quick as well? Give him the extra extra week with the buy. He's actually been, from what I hear, uh, both the coach now has said it too. The coach and Quick have said it. He's 100% healthy. It was just about him getting uh, reacclimated and into game shape. And he supposedly he is now, whatever. So they throw him out there. Even throwing him out there, I don't think makes a difference. Even against this. Uh, yeah, it's against a bad Steelers defense, a pass defense specifically. So I, if you want to take a shot at throwing somebody out there, the I would maybe throw a Brit. Uh, uh, Stedman Bailey would maybe get a, a few extra tosses his way, but there's nobody you can depend on. 
I, I wouldn't throw anybody out there. Let's move on. Yep. 49ers and Cardinals. Cardinals, one of the uh, teams that's 2-0. and I guess Carson Palmer is good. This team is good. We saw. Let's just start with David Johnson. I was at the game. Yeah, Obviously, you. everyone's fired up. Like, can we do this? Can we do this? No. And first play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is uh, legit. I think at that point, wasn't it two two carries, two touchdowns, two touches? It, it two was, touchdowns. was a hundred eight yard touch, uh, uh, kick return touchdown, and then the. 30 yard was it? No, it was longer than that. He had about 60 no, yards. Six, yeah, yeah. One. And then his other carry, sandwich in between, was like a 41 yard run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 41 yes. yard run. The, right. the one that didn't go for the touchdown yeah, yeah. was like a 41 yard run. The guy is electric. And, and this is where, again, you look at David Johnson. Okay, he showed it to you. It, it's kind of like, once you see it, do you believe it? Chris Johnson, what have you seen? Not that you're going to say that until Andre Ellington comes back that you're going to switch things up. You're still going to kind of ease the kid in because he's a rookie and who knows exactly how much his knowledge of the playbook is. But the fact remains, when you get the ball in his hand in open space, he's dynamic. He's and it's got to be more than what Chris Johnson knows correct. about the playbook. So, And here's why it's going to be what's so great about playing this guy going down the road. And a guy played him in my league this last week. Oh, he paid off big. Whoa. Yeah. Um... Because we get the get the, the special team touchdown too, so you you have Andre Ellington, who when he does return is injury prone. He's been injury prone throughout his time there, so that presents more opportunities. Again, Chris Johnson this is just an older guy that's just trying to hang on to his career, but he's just not the same player that he was. Doesn't have that same burst. This guy does. This guy looks like Chris Johnson did. All right, so yeah, here's the, here's the thing. It's it's not Chris Johnson that he's worried. That, that David Johnson be worried. It's not uh, Andre Ellington that David Johnson be, should be worried about. Uh, Carson, Carson, Paul, Carson Palmer, he should be worried about a little bit because he needs to be able to pass protect. With that, that's a big thing. But it's Bruce Arians. Arians. It's Bruce Arians. Arians just doesn't like rookies. Plain and simple, he yeah. won't. He won't give them the reins to anything. He will consistently go back to the veteran, no matter what. He even said this, uh, you know, yesterday. I'm st- Chris Johnson, still my guy. I'm still going with Chris Johnson. He did it to Ellington when he was a rookie. Absolutely. So until David Johnson, until Chris Johnson is completely and utterly ineffective and Andre Ellington goes down for the year, David Johnson will always take a backseat. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Is he better than both of them right now? I believe yes. I I love Ellington. Believe me, I've always been on Ellington's shot. We always have. And I'm still actually a Chris Johnson somewhat believer. But David Johnson is just better. Plain and simply better. You watch him play, and he's better than both of them. Period. Guy but just, it's, it's Aaron's. Yeah, he just, he, the kid's a playmaker. So, how about the return of Larry Fitzgerald? You got to witness it in person. It was awesome. Well, the funny thing is, I was with Stavish in the game, and we're walking up to our seats, and he, he's like, Should I do Aguilar? Should I do uh, Larry Fitzgerald? Or who's his other? Uh, or Stevie Johnson? He's like, I got to put it in my lineup right now. And we basically showed, like, Dude. We're at the game with Larry. If Larry goes off, you, you're going to be super bummed out. And I've done that. I did that once with Chad Ocho Cinco five, six years ago in Cincinnati. I'm like, if I'm going to go playing Ocho because I'm at the Bears game. And he had three TDs, lit it up, and I'm like, never take that. That's when he did again. the uh, Irish jig dance in the yes. end zone. I, I sat him that, that year a long this, time ago. This but, is okay. So he played Larry the whole time. And you know how it is. You're like, 
You're like, oh, you're in the game. I'm so you're like, unhappy. We're like, we're like low. We're like, we're like oh, oh, oh. Larry, it sucks. Oh, oh man. Low Why did Larry score a touchdown? <laughs> low, low fives. And the best part about it for him, Stavish, good news, good news, good news. He started Carson Palmer. Oh, all three were connections. Oh my god! Yeah, all yeah. three were connections. And then later that day, That's remember a- last week where I complained about how I lost by one point five points? It was too stavish. I, we were sitting after we got back to his house from the game on Sunday. I won that game. The Jets got a sack given to him. No, a fumble. A fumble given to him. I got two points and won the game. We didn't know about it until Readjustment. a week later. No, he's like, freaking what? He's like, how are you 1-0 and, and I'm 0-1? I'm like, I'm not. You beat me last week. He's like, dude, look at this. Right. Oh, I was oh, super pissed up. about See, it. Like, that's oh. why deep defenses, man. That's oh. why. Not only that, that's like where I've been in commissioner league and someone's like, and if I'm the commissioner and I, I got the benefit of the win, they're like, well, that's not fair. Is I'm like, do? it's a readjustment, man. Yes. I only want me to do it. Like, that's what Savage said first. He's like, do you have admin rights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can change what the yeah. score was for, a, for a team. Anyway, right, so stuff. Cardinals will be able to pass. Cardinals will be able to run. I don't think that 49ers defense is as good as advertised <laughs> in that first Pittsburgh game. showed you that they can Yeah, obviously. So I, I think that uh, the Cardinals will be able to do what they want to do. Um, the question is, will Carlos Hyde be back? I think so. Um, it, it, supposedly, the, the the concussion really wasn't even the real issue. I guess there was like a hamstring or, or a quad or something that they were trying I'm to sure rest they him weren't for. confusing his injury with uh, Jake Cutler's injury? Yeah, exactly. Regardless, Hyde owners, nowhere to go but down from week one. Absolutely. Yeah, and right. going up again. I, I, listen, Forte did okay. Against the Cardinals, but he got super volume and he was at home. 49ers will be on the road against the Cardinals. Arizona won't let Hyde do that to him, uh, and they're not going to be scared of anything else. Not like you're scared of anything else on the Bears, but I, I don't know. I, Kaepernick will do too well. Yeah, let's talk, actually, let's talk about the Niners. Yeah, Kaepernick actually does pretty well against the Cardinals and has done well against the Cardinals the last couple of years, even though the Cardinals have had some pretty formidable defenses lately. Uh, I expect Kaepernick to have a pretty good game. I expect him to be targeting his boy, uh, Bolden, going up against Bolden's old team. Bolden will want to rub it in a little bit. So expect those two to hook up uh, you know, quite a bit. I don't think Torrey Smith will get involved all that much. Um, yeah, I benched him last week. That one, that cost me a win by benching him last week. Damn, he's going to be an out of nowhere. Yeah, how could, to be honest, think about that guy. It's my 16-team league. It's my 16-team league. You can't drop that guy. He's okay. a player in a 16-team league. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, yeah, but against, I don't know, against Pittsburgh, you maybe. Good. And who did I start ahead of him that was like, God, I can't even remember if it was like. Guys like that are going to explode and just. If you tell me, you tell me it's like a Cole Beasley, I'll, I will slap you. No, it wasn't a Cole <laughs> Beasley. No, Cole. I mean, I love Cole. But I almost want to say it was Bishop Sankey I put in ahead of him because it was like flex, flex position there. It's not a bad matchup thing, situation. So. I'll give you that. All right, so back to the 49ers. It's possible Vernon Davis has a decent game. Like I said, going into the season, you're going to have to show me something to actually. And he had a decent game, I guess, last game, but that was. Garbage time crap that he was getting. Didn't, dro- didn't he drop a touchdown? In yeah, he had a embarrassing drop at one point in that game. It, he's starting to become an embarrassment. Yeah, but if there's a chance for him to do something, it might be against this Cardinals team. But the Cardinals have actually been pretty decent against tight ends this year. Surprisingly, um, I don't know. It's Cardinals are going to take this one away. And I listen. If you're going to play a 49er, 
Kaepernick's not a bad call this week, like I said, and Bolden's one to go with. I think Hyde gets shut down a little bit. Love it. Let's move to the next game. The Bills at the Dolphins. Uh, all right, well, Rex, let's see if you get outcoached by Philbin. If that happens, you should retire. Quit, because Philbin, in my opinion, is the worst game-time coach there is there. There's a, there isn't a less inspiring, less... I just think that this guy is as dudley as it gets at the position. You want to know who's not as dudley as it gets at the position? Val Verde on the news feed. Oh, wait a second, Peg. Remember, the kids are here. Now, if you want to have sex, they'll have to leave. And if you want it to be good, you'll have to leave. <laughs> is, is Al saying basically he'd rather jerk off right there? I think so. <laughs> oh, my God. One little uh, crazy off stat is that uh, that guy, what's his name that played that one? O'Neal. Ed O'Neal. Ed O'Neal. He's made more money than any other actor really? on TV in the history of TV. Yeah. Because of Modern Family too. Modern Family and that Modern show, Modern. which was like literally a 20-year show. Right, and it was syndicated. And it was when, for, yeah, right. Syndicated, and it was the first show ever on Fox. Yeah, first, first well, no, show ever. First, first show that wasn't an animated show that actually, the only show for like, I think, I think in their history still, that was not an animated show that's good on fun. <laughs> it was forever. Ed O'Neill's no, made more name money. Name me another show on Fox that's not an animated show that's good. <laughs> no, I can't. You can't. I don't it's watch. I children. Hate, I don't, yeah. They put good. them on the map when they came out, and the best part about them is they ripped on the Fox, Fox Network all the time. All the time. <laughs> them and the Simpsons are two biggest bell cows, yeah. which is always have a joke in there that ripped on Fox every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good stuff. Um... <laughs> All right, well, how so, about the music? What do we have for music today? Well, the music today was Wolf Alice. It's a cool band. Uh, a new up-and-coming band out of the UK. You know I like my UK stuff. Uh, they rock, man. Chick Singer. Uh, they got that great little balance. Uh, almost Pumpkins-esque of that melodic. Uh, very, very um, and, 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 and hard music, which I really love. They've really only got two albums. They just released another one. But that first song was Mona Lisa Smiles, and then the song we're going to close out on in a little bit here is Blush, and uh, that song's really, really mellow and melodic, but it's got its moments where it just gets going, and that's the kind of music I love. I love my Britpop. Houdini's funk and soul, Noonan's Britpop and rock and roll. Although I did bring you a little bit of blues last week. Yeah, and blues. You're all that. I'm you're, all that. You're, you're anything that's soul... And, uh, and, and, you know, you, you really are, you, and, 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 and you love your black music, man. Booby, I saw booby. Booby, I saw booby. Booby, I saw booby. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's stuff. get back to this game. Bills. Tyrod Taylor. Legit. Well, you know what, though? But this was a, <laughs> he almost got, they had Matt Castle warming up in this game. Really? He threw for 242 yards and three touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown. He threw three interceptions and he fumbled the ball twice. <laughs> so he ran the gamut, but I, you know, I think it was getting Matt Castle up as a hey, wake up, you know, you know. Rex Ryan knows that Tyrod still gives him the best chance for success. So you're going to give him the ball. Um, I, I think that, you know, when I look at at, at Buffalo. Um, Sammy Watkins finally got involved in the offense. Okay, he didn't see a, uh, a catch in the first game. Six catches for 60 yards. Scores himself his first touchdown. They get him going. Um, Holy crap, his hair is long. 
There's gonna be a time. There's gonna be a time this season where he's gonna have be pulled down by his hair. It's too long. It's it, there's literally. I, I, I'd venture to say one out of every four to five players in the NFL you can't see the name on their jerseys yeah. because, of, because their of the dreads. Yeah. You can't even see the it's half of the control. number. You can't yeah. see half the number. It's 15 or 15. You know what? It's like, I, I think Brell has gone out of business. Uh, sh- I mean, <laughs> Can I buy his jersey with like fake dreadlocks covering yes. the... Uh, yes. like, should I just buy like a weave to put like the, just like to have the dreadlocks on the jersey? Oh, or just just a Sharpie in really dark brown over the top. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. How could I talk Kelly out of this? She doesn't listen to me. I don't blame her. Nobody does. I'm an idiot. So, when I look at, like, <laughs> let's look at the rest of the wide receivers. We listen to you, dog. Mm. Sammy Watkins finally showed up, had his thing. They're, they're, Rex Ryan's got a thing for Percy Harvin. He's just finding a way to get him in the offense one way or the other. Give him a run here or there. Keep throwing in the ball. Um, and the guy who is silently just like, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to maximize the effort. Whatever you give me is Robert Woods. Mr. Woods. You give him three passes, he catches all three passes. They go for 20 yards a catch, he scores a touchdown. Because he's the better receiver. Yeah. Plain and simple. He's (laughs) He's the better receiver than Percy Harvin. You know what he is? He would have been a great receiver in fantasy back in the day when you only had three wide receivers maximum per team. And he would probably be the wide receiver two in a lot of teams, you know, back in the day. Absolutely. And he would have been like, you know... At the height of his career, um, no, no, well, at the bottom end of, of Woods' career, where he is now, he'd be like a Bobby Ingram at the height of his career. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think mean, all these guys, all you these know, guys, that are guys not, sure. a of, not a lot sure. of, not a ton of yards. All these USC guys that aren't very big, Marquise Lee, yeah, Woods, uh, uh, the guy now, Aguilar, Aguilar. yeah, uh, Steve Smith from you know the Giants from yeah. years pre- All these guys. Need to be People doing that. that five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be doing the same thing that what Rot Woods is doing, probably to stick around for a while. I don't know. Aguilar, I think there's a lot of upside. I still like Lee as well. But maybe these guys are just like that role, third wide receiver kind of situation that just make it happen when you get your opportunities, but you're never going to be anything. You're not going to be the main guy. Well, let's talk Dang about it. the main guy, though, in Buffalo real quick. Let's talk about LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, how many touchdowns does he have through two weeks? Hmm. Let me count them on my uh, zero nub. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many times has he had more than twenty carries in a game? Hmm. Let me count that on the other nub. It's a good thing you have nubs because they're exactly what I'm looking yeah. for in, in, as far as counting. Yeah, I lost my feet in Vietnam. I'm worried about LaShawn McCoy as far as being the main guy in this offense, and because the other thing that that's scary about this is. Look at Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams, where McCoy was ineffective in week one, comes in and makes like all of a sudden just he busts the big run in the offense. McCoy gets him down to the goal line, toward the goal line in this game, and they pull him out, and Carlos Williams comes in and scores a touchdown. Yeah. You know, so this looks Williams to be, is a big boy. He is a big boy. Okay. But but McCoy in his career has always been a guy that you would give the ball to around the goal line. This is a guy who scored 15, 16 touchdowns in a season. This is also a guy who has been nicked up a little bit. Like, I understand. This is my point. That's why I don't think this is the year where McCoy is able to get into that top five running back status because he's just not going to get all those touchdowns. I think that it's 
a lot of uh, plug and play, and, and Carlos Williams is also showing some knack for making bigger plays. True. So he's got that potential in him. I tell you this, if you're a LaShawn McCoy owner, and, and Williams is owned, I think, in almost half the leagues right now. But if, if he's available in your league, and you're, if you're in a 10-team league, and you're thinking, and if you know what you're saying, that he gets nicked up, you better grab Carlos Williams. Because oh, there's... There was a whole myriad of other running backs that were there. They, they jettisoned Fred Jackson. Bryce Brown fell to the wayside. All these other guys are gone. It's This is a guy. And yeah. this is a guy who I think that it's almost weird. And it happens a lot to teams. They sign somebody in free agency. They pay this guy all this money to come in. And all of a sudden, they have a backup who is playing just as well, if not better, than that guy that they paid all that money to. Well, the Bills let go of Fred Jackson, said goodbye. Right. And Bryce Brown. As well as last said, week, yeah. yeah. So they said, yeah, I mean, they're all in on Carlos Williams. They, yeah. they saw something they liked immediately after they drafted him, and they're like, "Well, uh, we we got a guy. We can we can let go of both of these contracts. Get the <laughs> fuck out!" And by the way, <laughs> I mean, this is our guy of the future. LaShawn will beat you to death. We got Carlos Williams. We're fine. <laughs> and what and what did Fred Jackson do on Sunday night? Or vultured, night? as I mentioned, and he also fumbled. But he also vultured. He did. Pretty <laughs> fumble too. Okay, vultures. I mean, vultures are huge, man. This is the thing when you're talking about plug and play type guys. If you're you're grabbing a guy and you're hoping the, the the plug for the week, because the guys who vulture they don't just vulture once every four weeks. It's but we'll get to Seattle in a second. Let's go. Let's go to uh, the Dolphins here. But even with Carlos Williams, what I'm saying is, oh yeah, yeah. As you're as you're looking at a plug and play, if you're in a deeper league and you have you know, I don't know, those guys, it's almost can be every other week. Every third week, for sure, that these guys are vulturing touchdowns. Is McCoy a buy low guy, or do you think that just it's going to be it's, it's going to be not much what all the potential? I, I, I'll I tell you. I mean, I would buy him low if I don't give. Yeah, it depends, it depends on what, what the price up. is, right? I, yeah, I would. I would take him on my team still. Don't get but me wrong. Be, would you be psyched with him as your starting running back too? Oh yeah, as my running back too, I'd be I'd be confident with that because I'm sitting right with a, yes. a Lamar Miller right now. And I'm not liking that as a running back, too. Isn't so. that crazy? I mean, we said this all offseason leading up. All of our strategies and our draft strategies and our in-season strategies and all the advice we've given you and we told you every year you go back and you look at your tiers, you look at your drafts from the year before and you're like, how in the hell did I do it? This is fantasy football. This is the NFL. Everything that you think is going to happen, shake it around in a little container, throw it out like a yoxy uh, dice, and it's going to be the same uh, way. The numbers are going to be all over the place. The guys you thought were going to be great, injuries that you thought wouldn't hit your players. It's always just this total cornucopia of weirdness and all the things that you didn't think were going to happen. And but hold your guns. Don't go crazy. Don't start getting nuts and just selling the farm. Be steady, make the right moves, buy low on certain guys, sell high on other guys, be smart on the waiver wire, but don't lose faith in guys you went high with, high on on teams that should get it together, Colts, Eagles, uh, don't do it, don't jump the boat. Here's the thing, because as you said, it's just like playing Yahtzee. In the first four weeks of the regular season, this is truly our preseason, Yeah, is, is the first four regular weeks, which is why... The waiver wire becomes so important, but it also becomes important because there was a lot of fool's gold out there in the waiver wire in the first couple of weeks. Are you going to buy into the one-week phenomenon? And the other thing is this. Yeah, it sucks. When you start 0-2, all of a sudden you just start putting everything on you. and You're saying, oh my God, it's over, it's over, it's over. It's amazing what happens if you win two weeks in a row and you're all of a sudden at 500 and all of a sudden... 
the way that you're talking about your team is in glowing terms and all this and the other thing. This is football. This is not baseball where you play for 12 or 14 wins per week. Yep. You play for one win <laughs> per week. 12 to 14 per week. That's they have categories. They do all those funny. things. It's ridiculous. Truth is also, be smart enough. When someone does drop a Robinson, does drop last year a Tom Brady in week four, because Tom Brady last a year ago at this point was atrocious through his first four or five games. Be smart. Be the guy that says, you know what? That guy dropped him too early. I'm grabbing him up. I think something's going to turn around. Be that smart guy. Pick up someone else's uh, garbage and another person's treasure. Let me give you a little. Sorry to interrupt. Quick case in point. Barry <laughs> Sanders. Dog, you're patient. Barry Sanders in 1999, <laughs> I think it was. It was one of these years. I had him, and it was horrible. For the first like two weeks or three weeks of the season, I think he had gained a total of like 120 yards. I trade him. That was the year that he ran the hundred yard games. Straight hundred yard games to end the season. Yeah, that uh, was three year. years ago when uh, Des Bryant was winning people in the the end of the his starting five weeks that Awful. season were atrocious. It's a guy that was a late second round, early third rounder at that point. Atrocious, getting dropped, getting traded. The people that went out and got that buy low won because of him. Just it happens every year. Don't go nuts. Okay, I'm going to expand on that, and then we're going to go to the Dolphins. Cool. It's not just about buying low; it's also about selling high. Yeah, there are going to be guys that are playing way above where they should be at this point. And one of the best things that we do in that draft kit, hopefully you picked it up, was in that strength of schedule. There are going to be red zones, zones where three, four games in a row where guys are going to have just a real rough run of it. And if, if your guy was kicking ass for a couple of games or a few games here or whatever, some high, such as guys on like the Bengals, right now they're about to hit a real tough patch. And granted, listen, they do have a dynamic offense, and I'm a big fan of what they're doing, but everybody's looking, clamoring to get uh, certain guys like that. Sell them high at this point. Get what you can for a, a, a guy like... Uh, uh, I don't know, nobody has Dalton, I guess. Yeah, Dalton's available on most waiver wires, but... And I still like him there. Just don't think, the, don't think the next four games are going to be great for you. Man, no, sell a Bernard. You know, I mean, even, I don't even want, I don't want to say sell a Green, but a Bernard, I guess, is a guy you could sell because he's about to hit a real rough patch. they got a tough schedule coming up. So, I don't know, just look at, look at the little things that other people don't look at that makes the biggest difference. One thing I'll say while you're going on that with the uh, draft kit, you know what, there's a lot of people out there, and you said hopefully you picked it up. There's a lot of people out there that listen to the show that didn't buy it. Because we know the listens and how many people uh, are, are, are in, in, into our show. And we sold a crap load of draft kits this year. I mean, just shattered our previous. It was awesome. Thank you. But if you want, and you listen to this podcast, reach out to us. Reach out to me. You can go on Facebook or Twitter or uh, in the footer of our, our site. You know what? I'll send you the 2015 draft kit, final version, version 6. I'll send it to you because it literally is for free. It is an in-season tool that's unlike anything you can do. Any other draft kit, once drafts are done, you never go back to it. This is a tool still, still today. So if you want it, we'll send it to you. Want to know why? Because if I send you this thing... And the work that all of us put into that in the offseason, you're going to buy it no matter what next year. You know what? Dog doesn't like it. Dog, it's all right. Talk through it. You don't like it. <laughs> it, 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 it. It's 
It's a free. It's a free. What I'm doing is a pre preview. Okay, and I was, I was going to say it would be, co- be cool if you if you bought a week on Pyro Pro or something. We'll send you know. No, no. Okay, free. This That's is good. to sell. This That's is to cool. sell. This is to sell next year. If anybody looks at it now, I'm like, if I had had this tool and doesn't have it, you got a Next year, I'm buying this thing. So honestly, we're gonna we're gonna sell another fucking 300, 400 kits because of this. Let's do this. Email us, you little. Sluts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, email me, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. What's wrong, Peg? Nothing. I think I just had my first real workout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Dolphins. Um, not looking good. The, uh, the running game. That Lamar Miller is... Listen, he's going to get better, but this this isn't the game that's going to happen. Um, Tannehill's going to be passing all over the place. They're going to try and take the page out of the Patriots' playbook, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to spread them all. Uh, Jennings will be out there. Park will be out there. That's what they're going to do. Well, I no, know. No, I, I want to talk because I think it's you could. We saw Rashard Matthews is the guy that that burst onto the scene there with the hundred yard game. Greg Jennings didn't have a catch. Um, I look at Matthews. He's he's been in this offense for you know, last year, a couple, year, years, couple, couple years, years now. And you know you have Kenny Stills, who still hasn't seemed to figure out where he fits in this offense. Greg Jennings is older, and you know maybe helping guys along, but you know I don't know what's going on there. Devontae Parker is still not a hundred percent from his return. He only had one one target, one catch last week, and it was for minimal yards. You know this is. This is an opportunity for Matthews. He's got a chance here. They're searching for somebody to play alongside Jarvis Landry. And Landry's doing everything whether he has it or not. And when he got the help, he had a 100-yard game and Matthews had a 100-yard game. By the way, Landry looks really, really good. Really good. Not not just catching the ball because he catches everything. But he busts tackles. He fucking fights for every yard that he gets. And it's, I mean, it's too bad that he's more of like a possession type guy because, wow, I mean, he can get some yards after that catch, too. It's, it's impressive what that Two players be. that he reminds me of. And I was worried about him being a puss and not a, a football player. And I think what we're seeing... You're worried about him being Ruben Randall and not Jarvis Landry. There you go. Exactly. I, he reminds me of a Brian Blades. Mm. Okay. Brian Blades type yep. from back in the day, late, mm. late 80s, uh, early Number 90s. Number 89 for the Seattle Seahawks. 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 And then, uh, who's the Oh, geez. Not no. to be mistaken for his brother. Oh, Mathis. Terrence Mathis. Ooh, 81 for the, for the Atlanta Falcons. He's got Ooh, yeah. I love Terrence. See, I don't know. He Early 90s and late 90s. Mathis was smaller than He Jarvis. doesn't, no. He and does. Mathis was like, he was a bird. But when he's holding the ball, he, he was steals. tiny, though. He Mathis. wasn't that tiny, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But he felt, the, the way that he plays, when I see him, it, it feels like that. I don't know. I'm not saying that they're... The same player or whatever, but let's be honest. Landry, woo! I love the guy. Is a stud. Here's the best part about Landry, and this is why you play him every week, and you love him if you're in PPR. He's probably going to get close to eight catches every week. He's had eight catches in the first two games. Yeah. He goes for eight catches for like, what, it was like 80 yards in the first game, and then he doubles it in the second game. Uh, I'm not going to throw on his shoulders to live up to because I know he's listening. Antonio Brown? Yeah. He's the. It's Antonio Brown. He's got a lot of the making yeah. on Antonio Brown. Yeah, he does. He does. I know. He does. I, I, I know you're listening, buddy, but don't, don't don't put that on your shoulders yet. You'll get there. All right, uh, back to the rest of the offense. Jordan Cameron, down. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got a groin. Stoneburner! Jake Stoneburner! Uh, that's the guy who's coming in. It's too bad because Deion Sims is a little banged up too. He's got a, he's still dealing with his concussion. Isn't it crazy though? Stoneburner comes in and scores a touchdown. Yeah. Tight ends, I don't care who you are, you can score fantasy points. The, the tight end position is so damn deep. It I, is. Before a dog, I let you go, I need to get. I won't buy a jersey. I'm just going to buy one of those shirts. Stoneburner? I need a Stoneburner jersey. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just a big old... Yeah. Can I, but yours is going to say Stoneburner. Fine. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 you know what? I'll write that in. No, no, no. I would get... I should... I, I'll, we should... We, I'll buy you. We should buy... Uh, as a pyro. I, uh, for, for all that you've done for pyro, I will I will put, pitch in... Well, remember. You got buy you a at Gilmore, so you're spending a lot of money on No, this I know. But, but, but I'm talking about buying you a Miami home jersey that doesn't say Stoneburner. It still has the number 18, I believe was his number. And but it says put, put a D in there. I make it spell Stone Burner, and so you can wear it to a Miami game. People might think it's actually a Stone. We all gotta go to Stone. I'll pay for it. I got a couple bucks. <laughs> go on, buddy. Let's move wow. on to the next yeah, game. Yeah, let's get to the next game. And next game, that's fine. I think Tannehill is gonna. I do believe that Miami is gonna try and do everything that New England did. I think that's the only way you're gonna beat this Buffalo defense. If they try and go back to like try and run the ball against, no, it's not gonna work. You gotta have to pass. So that's what's gonna happen. Right on. We can move through this game. Again, we mentioned yeah. the last of the second half games. Ready? Yes. Bears right. and right. Seahawks. Okay. Go. Cutler, out. Clawson, in. Don't play anybody but Forte. Seahawks. Lynch will probably do a, a good amount of damage, but the Bears' defense is really good. I mean, the rush defense is actually pretty darn good. Uh, so I don't see Lynch having the number one game of the week. Will he be a top five back? Probably. He'll get a touchdown too. But I do expect Fred Jackson to get some late carries and possibly have good ten touches in this game. Maybe Vulture or TD. Uh, I think Russell Wilson will actually lead the way on this one. Russell Wilson will do well against this Bears D. He'll run a little bit. He'll pass a little bit. I, I wouldn't. I can't suggest a specific uh, wide receiver on this team. But Jimmy Graham was bitching and moaning and crying again, saying, I hate my role on this offense. Has Did he you guys read that? It? No. Yeah, he he's just, he just a, came out and said that. Uh, he's a Mike Wallace. I hate my role on this offense. What the fuck? He's Dude, not good. Get out of here. Yeah. He's not good. He's not. I'm I'm trying to, I, here's the worst part. I'm trying to trade him in my one league right. Uh, it's a keeper league. It's a salary league. He's at $19. He's reasonably priced. I have Eifert, so I'm like, okay, I'm done with Graham. Let's see what yeah. I can get for him. I throw him out there. 14 team league. Not one person sends me an offer. There's not a, one. Wow. Not he, one. You know what? Give me a Luke Wilson. Jeez. You Luke see Wilson's the catch good. he made? That guy's yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, Dude, Cooper Helfit's good. Yeah. I don't know why they wanted Jimmy Graham. It's what weird. I'll tell you who, I, I'll tell you who, I'm, who I'm also have targeted in my, in my 14 and 16 team leagues is Doug Baldwin. Yeah. As a free agent, yeah. waiver wire guy. Yeah, I mean he'll catch his passes. Fourteen team, sixteen. It's 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 deep. I need someone that sure. I can count oh, sure. on for that, I mean, potential for a touchdown. I'm going to be. I'm not targeting him in a ten right. team league. I'll right? No, no, he shouldn't. But I'll give you fourteen, sixteen. That's what I'm talking. I'm going to be honest. Let's go back to Jimmy uh, Graham for a quick second. Guys like this, the Wallaces, the Grams, the guys that are really good players, but not just amazing. That just think that they have to be the cornerstone of it. Ocho Cinco, yeah. he used to do this as well. You know, it's like sure. you're a great player, dude, but you're not friggin' Sterling Sharp. The offense can't run through you. These kind of guys become really tiresome for offensive coordinators, coaching staff, the rest of the team. For quarterbacks, do you, you think Wilson right now is like, dude? When you're open, I get it to you. I got you a touchdown the first. Sorry, you're not. 
And it always he doesn't look, get open when anymore. You look at him, it always looks like he's like he doesn't play through the play. It's like if I'm in the first progression and I don't get it, it's kind of like, all right, what am I up to? You wonder this is like when you look at who's the ultimate comparison for him. It has to be Gronk. So when you or put, or, Bra- or Antonio Brown, a lot of players no no no. no but I'm, talking about, I'm talking about tight end. I'm okay. talking about tight end. So when Got you it. look at Gronk and Gronk puts up all the numbers all the time, it's because look at the personality of the two guys too. Gronk is hyperactive, hyper yeah. this. So when he and he's even more hyper and when he's on the field, and Graham just like you're saying, it it seems like he's asleep. And what it is is he gets pissed off. He's like a, a pissy Moody. little two year old. Moody. He, I took your toy away, and now you're just gonna pout for the next three quarters, and then you're gonna bitch after the game. Dez is the same way. If you don't get Dez a pass in the first two drives, Lord, he's gonna be pitch, bitching out in halftime, and then they're gonna get you hyper involved in the second half. Who needs this? This is a team sport. I actually just realized this, and this is the first time I've ever actually seen this for what it is because of this exact discussion. There is a, a way to be both a me first guy and a team guy at the same time. Grunk is a yeah. great example. I think he is a me guy. Yeah, yeah. He's always pointing at himself and he's always in commercial. The guy is always about, I got to be the center and, and the spotlight and everything. But he's also a team guy. He doesn't complain if he doesn't get all the passes in a in a certain game. He doesn't get bitch at anything, uh, you know, if he doesn't make the winning touchdown or even get a catch in the game. He does his job and he goes about it. Somebody like a, a Graham is the opposite. If it's not me first, then it's not anybody. Then I, I don't even care if we won or not. That's not the point. I didn't get my passes. I didn't get my due. That's that's totally wrong. There are certain guys that fit that mold. Yeah, like so do you think it's strange because he's starting to grow on me a little bit. He was annoying as shit. Growing. Yeah, at first, yeah. yeah. Well, but he's growing on me a little bit. Even as he, he hasn't changed that well. head. Yeah, he hasn't. He is changed. who he is. Exactly, and that you got to respect that. So let me ask this: Do you think that there's any coincidence that, that Graham goes to Seattle and Seattle is now zero and two? Don't look back the next time I ask you to open the garage door for me either. Because if you do, you might see the mighty Dodge emblem bearing down on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the you hear thing, that, Jimmy? You hear that? The only bummer is that the Saints are on to as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they, they want him back. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs> they should trade him back. You just make the exact same trade back. They'll both be 14 and 2 and play the... Uh... <laughs> That's that's great idea. Idea. <laughs> like, can we do this over? Uh, redo. Yeah. Redo. You can take our offensive line and we're going to give you him back. Now, the truth is, I think the Saints are much happier to not have him. And that, wait, where am I in this offense? you got to get me involved and, and have that offensive lineman. And I think right now Seattle's like, wow, this guy's not that good. Right. Seattle, the Saints don't care because they're looking for life after Drew Brees. And they're getting forced into it now with this early bruise that they... They're, they're thinking about it. So, for them, I think they, they would rather just be horrible this year, get a chance to find another quarterback if there is one in this league. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that are doing that now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now. Do it. I, I, I don't know Go if I've it. ever even really thought about it, but we're, we're going to move on to the next game right after this thought. Um, I think that tight ends, specifically, are made by their offenses. Do I think that Gronk would be good on other teams? Yes. But would he be Gronk on another team besides the Patriots? No. Yeah. Jimmy Graham was made by that Saints offense, plain and simple. Oh, you could sure. see it. He's going to a, you know, a Super Bowl team for the last two years, and he's doing nothing. 
I, I, I'm t- I don't, can't name a single tight end out there who has gone from team to team and been awesome. Tony Gonzalez, way. that's the only one. But Tony only, G, okay. But, but, it took, but it was only two teams and it was later in his career. And, he, and he, he still showed the flashes, though. But the thing is this. Here's the other thing that, to, to validate He's your point. He's also considered the best tight end of all time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. But I want to validate your point. When Gronkowski was there with, with double murderer, maybe triple murderer, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Hernandez was considered the better tight end at the time. Yeah, just, and the yeah. more valuable add because of what he did as a runner and everything else is the H-back type guy. And the offense. Exactly. Yes. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to validate. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Next love game. It. Let's go Sunday to the next game. game. The Broncos are going to be at the Lions. This is Sunday night football. We know what Houdini will be doing. Yeah. Houdini will be doing his pickups. Amen. I'm just going to give a shout out to you. And, and we all, we all, we all, I try and give shout outs to the whole team, man. Everyone does work so hard on this. Dog and your rankings already rocking out the stuff that this week and just the, the stuff that you do is amazing. Houdini, the fact that during games, on a Sunday, you're watching, you're purveying, you're saying, "Wow, who are the pickups for this week?" And the fact that uh, you know you're just you're writing pickup piece during the Sunday games, and you have that thing to me before halftime of the Sunday night of this game is awesome. And I know that um, I know what I know what that effort takes, and it's remarkable. So keep it up. We all appreciate it. It makes Pyro such a different feel. The fact that there's no question about it, our pickups piece. Is out before anybody's in the industry, probably by a day and a half. So if you read a lot of other pieces out there, whether it's USA Today, whether it's New York Times and the Sawblock Brothers, whether it's fake football, whether it's uh, fantasy pros and Clinton does his his uh, pickups. The fact is, we love you all, by the way. Yeah, we love all. It's not a bad thing. We planted the seed every week. I just want to say. Screw you, NFL. Well, you helped me in the regards of my write-ups because 10 games again. i got to say it again. 10 games early, three games late again this week. You've, you're making me a busy man until uh, Central Time, 4 o'clock watching games because a lot of these games spill over into the afternoon games. So then I'm, I'm ending up spending the first half of games tallying all the stats from the first games to figure out who are the free agent waiver wire guys. But... The, you're nice to me that you're only giving me three games in the afternoon, so you don't screw me with a me missing a ton of that information and action while I have all the games on my three screens at home. And the one thing I'll say on top of pickups is a lot of people on uh, Second Opinions and on social media have been asking us, hey, can you guys add a fab element to the, uh, the pickups piece? And we wanted to do that. We talked about it all off season, and we wanted to that. figure out. We the truth is, there's just too many different league types. There's too many. What is your fab seventy five? Is it a hundred? Is it two hundred? There's too many uh, picks. There's too much variable where to even put a um, kind of an you, abstract you number. Could go seventy. You could just go seventy five up a hundred. Seventy five dash a hundred. Well, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's so abstract. Here's it where it comes really down to because you league. don't know. Are you in a ten team league? Or are you in a twelve team league? How valuable should this guy be to your offense? All you need to know is that when I am always producing my waiver wire piece, and, and know this: when it comes out as one of the first pieces, it does not include the Sunday night and the Monday night. Those yeah, ones I will I, add. To I, I add those guys come into it later. But as it's constructed, it's always best free agent ads first. And I'm putting the best guys first. So it's pretty much in order of the way that I would add them in a standard league. Now, 
if you want to, you know, those Pyro Pros or those or anyone else, uh, you know, you hit me up and you're going to ask me in a dynasty format, I will answer that question for you. But, you know, I'm putting this in, in standard type leagues and the way it's listed. So that's why it's, I, I don't put it in quarterbacks, then running backs, then wide receiver. I'm saying this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And also, before you make a quick mention, is the fact that you're doing. Guys, it's, it, you're only talking about guys that are available in 70% and under leagues. And you're also saying, hey, this is a small league guy. Oh, this is a deeper yeah. league kind of guy where it's like, if you got a yeah. 16 or 14, this guy you got to be I break, I break it down where there's a second section then of deep league ads. So I'm not forgetting you guys that are in the 14 to 16. Okay. Leagues. Two things that we've covered here and then we're going to go to this game. Yeah. Actually, one of them does start into the game. So the first one was... Uh, you mentioned that there's 10 games on the early slate, the uh, the noon central games. The farthest west that any of those home teams are, um, and I don't know if who's farther west, Dallas or Houston. Both central time zone. But they're both central time zone. Those are that's the farthest west any of those home teams are during those. Uh, but here's what I will games. say. But here's what I will tell you. Those of us here in Chicago, you know what? The Bears games are always at noon. Well, Sucks. there's a bear game at 325, and I get the tailgate, and I don't have to get to the fucking tailgate until amazing. noon. It's joy. Absolutely. Sweet I agree. joy. But that, did you think so Goodell's thinking about how much you can drink? No, no but again, we always have this conversation every year, and I'm surprised that, I mean, what are the what are the contracts written up that, that says, especially when you're pushing the whole thing where the NFL is behind pushing the, the direct TV package or the... And all the Sunday ticket thing. Red zone. And, and you push a screen that shows eight games at once. But you show ten, so I can't even see them all. And then the, and then the afternoon, I put on that channel. So I just get a bunch of like, all the box scores of all the other games. Like in the last I, I quarter section. of games. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're literally, in, in this afternoon games, you're watching punts. <laughs> like, well, everyone else is at commercial or halftime right now, so we're just going to lock in. I'm, um, I'm what's the name, Scott Johnson? or the, I don't know who the other guy yeah, is. Yeah. But, yeah. And, um, I still got ears. I'm sitting slam. there, and no, go, go, go. It's like, dude. Oh, Goodell, you're strong enough and powerful enough, and the NFL's powerful enough. You guys should just move some of those Texas teams that we were just talking about that have our same time zone. Just LA. push them to West Coast. No, no, no. NFL, just, change the screw just, the farmers. Just, yeah. Change you. They make all the money. You determine the TV schedule. Move them back. Here's a simple fact. When I can, anyone that has two televisions now, if you have a, the genie on HD TV or you on, on TV, TVs again. I do. But you can go the, the picture in picture. Who? If there's three games, you don't need the Red Zone channel. So so this week, I watch Red Zone until until the, the, the early games are over, and then the Red Zone's off. In the afternoon, you've lost me. I'm paying for it, but you lost me as a viewer. You, you want to make your mark before you get fired, Goodell? Move a team without consultation. Yes. Get them out of, get them out of Houston. Get them, get them out of Texas. Throw them out on the West Coast. Yes. Absolutely. Nice work. Okay. Four teams to L.A. All right, the, the, the last one. What uh, division? All LA pickups going into the Sunday night game. Were there any of the pickups? Were they on Denver or were they on Detroit? Ronnie Hillman. There you go. Who's owned in sixty-seven percent of thirty-three percent of leagues? Ronnie Hillman is available. Okay. And I will tell you who's been saying all summer, Ronnie Hillman. And I'll tell you what. And I don't know what last week was as far as so since we're talking about the Broncos with, with C.J. Anderson. Who I was not high at all all summer. I got talked into. You guys have been were big on him, and that's fine. And, I, and I'm banking. I'm praying. I'm hoping it was a short week. He had the toe injury, 
that was the thing that slowed him down. And that this extra time off going against a Lions defense that has not really been what the Lions defense has been in years past, starting to let things up that C.J. Anderson comes back to form. Please tell me that he comes back to form. Um, I I don't think it has anything to do with C.J. Anderson coming back to form. I think it has to do with Gary Kubiak uh, relinquishing his ego and giving the team to Peyton Manning. That's what it is. Yeah. He uh, Kubiak has tried to put his stamp on this team by controlling the offense and taking it away from Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning is able to go back into his spread and his shotgun formations, they move the ball. And plain and simple. When you're going to let him audible at the line, he hasn't yeah. been audible at the line. There's exactly. No Omaha's, no check, 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 this or nothing. It's that. Kubiak. And, and that's why C.J. Anderson hasn't done anything yet. Period. As soon as Kubiak hands the offense over to Peyton Manning and says, go ahead, is that just, just, just take it. We, I know you could do it. Go ahead. Just go take it. I, I'm, I'm sick of being an egomaniac here. Go take it. Believe me, they'll do it. When and they, when they did last week, uh, when they finally said, let's oh. just let's go, Peyton. Take, take it away. He did. And they, they, they drove down the field and they got touchdowns. Can you, as a Peyton Manning fan, you are one of Peyton's okay. biggest fans. Watching the first quarter or two of that game. Oh. Hold on. Let me just preface this for you. It's do, It was doomsday. I have, it I have, was doomsday. And then to see what happened from that game once Peyton was given, did his thing. That was the hear. hardest I've seen a girl throw in a long time. <laughs> that lob was, I mean, that was chucked. Holy cow, every lob that he chucked was just, I mean, that was phenomenal. Holy cow, Peyton Manning. Um, you have that's, he's, my, he's one of my favorites of all time. Absolutely. But I, it's, uh, it's tough to watch. Uh, he's a screen passes. Are literally they're as high as they are far. It's just wow. it's terrible. It's, oh, yeah. it's tough to watch when you're watching. On, and again, it's, it's always on the sideline passes because when you're watching on television, that's the only time where you can really tell how slow a pass is going. Yeah. yeah. And you're watching the receiver standing there at the sideline, going, "Come on, ball! Come on, ball! Come on! The guy's about to hit me." Would Virgil you get Green. Me ball? Virgil Green on that particular one you're talking about. What the most disturbing thing about watching that game was. Alex Smith was throwing the ball twice as hard as Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice as hard. Every single pass that Alex Smith threw, I was like, is this the same game? What am I watching? But here's what you also get, and this is what goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about Andrew Luck. You want to know what? This is a professional quarterback, though. Yes. And you want to know what he does? He's winning on guile and smarts. Period. And you want to know what? It's very reminiscent and we saw the great run out of it. It didn't end up going more, but did he win a game in the playoffs? Joe Montana with Kansas City that year, did he win the playoffs? Uh, I think you won the first game and then lost the second. No, it was a wild card game he got into. I don't yeah, know. he won the wild he, card against game. Against Miami, lost, right? Yeah, and he lost, lost a divisional game, yes. not, not a championship game. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever the next game was. But Joe Montana, for when you watched him for all those years in San Francisco, it just freaking you. Know, it wasn't that he did anything like super amazing well, but. God, when he was winning there with Kansas City, it was just, it was through guile. It was just through sheer will of, I know that this will work. It just barely may get through, but it's going to get through. <laughs> so it's, it's weird. I was, I was out with uh, a bunch of guys watching uh, something. I think it was, might be the Thursday night game a couple of weeks ago. And they, all, they asked me, like, so what do you think you could still run the 40 in? <laughs> and I thought, I'm like, yeah, I can still do a 4-5. Four five split, and they all laugh their asses off. But the thing is, I'm forty. I feel like I can. 
But after watching Peyton Manning, I'm, I, I, I might be five, five flat, five, I don't five, know, four, four, five, nine, five foot. I mean, I, I feel like I can. I feel like I'm running just fast. Maybe Manning just feels like, hey, I'm still throwing the ball well. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're not. Oh, I'm pulling together where you're going. Yeah, like, okay, you're wondering where I was going. No, you're not. Okay, you're older. You're old, and maybe you just don't get it anymore. You feel like you're doing it right, but you're not. Okay, that, that ball is not going as fast as it normally does. It's not going the way it normally did. You think you're Steve Young, but you're really Steve DeBerg. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great one. Perfect. Anybody anybody would die to have DeBerg's career, though. Let's be honest. Oh, my God. DeBerg. Absolutely. He threw like a salad in year one. I love the fact that he played that one season with the, with yeah, the full yeah. splint on yeah. for the entire year. <laughs> if you don't know Steve DeBerg, check him out. That guy was a, he was a fight. Kansas was a, City right. Chief. To the Broncos, um, yeah. I do believe that they have a bounce-back game in this one, C.J. Anderson specifically. I do believe that Kubiak takes a vaccine and says, you know what, listen, this ain't working, obviously. Yes, we're 2-0, and but barely. And this this is not going to work this whole season. We can't we can't even try this again. We just got to go back to kind of the old offense with Peyton Manning running, it or running uh, his offense. So I, I think that Demaryius Thomas uh, has a nice game. I think that Emmanuel Sanders... Was used a little differently last game than they normally would, but they'll still have a nice game. C.J. Anderson should be able to work well. Uh, Hellman will work into it. I think the tight end will start to get involved a little bit, too, because it's going to go back to that spread. Quick offense. Owen Daniels might have a decent game. Well, your Virgil got a TD this week, and the yes. last thing I'm going to say here is... Love my Virgil. I underestimate, I, I guess I do it maybe because of Peyton, but i, I got to stop. Emmanuel Sanders, He's I good. completely... I mean, that guy is a valued draft pick the last two years like no other. And even going into this year, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. I don't care when he got drafted. It's and like, he oh, I don't said, want to. He's really, really And he good. said, I'll be lucky to get 1,000 yards. You're, you were downplaying it, dude. Yeah, yeah you He were. had me worried because I remember I have him. It was like a, and of my one of my, my stellar keeper teams. Like, that guy is, is my dynasty, dynasty guy. He's been, he's just been stellar. Dude, and, I guarantee you. Either he's playing fantasy football, or he has a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Where he's like, dude, just buy low on yeah. me. Believe it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to spout this, but don't tell anybody. I yeah. wish I'm I going was... for two grand this year. Yeah. I wish <laughs> I was one of his friends. That would have done that, because I don't have him on one I team. I loved him on Pittsburgh. Wow. You guys remember, dude. I was a hugest uh, Emmanuel Sanders fan. Well, that's and he kept I... getting injured. I'm like, oh, no, not again. That was, you know, that was... Go around. We were They're both talking... awesome. We had awesome. talked about him two years ago when he was on Pittsburgh, or three years ago when he was on Pittsburgh. That's when I grabbed him in my dynasty league at a at like a two dollar price, and then the trade happened. So let's talk about Detroit though, because here's the problem for Detroit this week, and they have just been so underimpressive as far as what they're doing on offense. Here's Matthew Stafford last week. He attempts fifty three passes. He completes thirty two of them, two hundred eighty six yards. There is no effectiveness in this office. There, and, and let, let's go down the, down the list of all the receivers because this is what's even worse. Calvin Johnson, great. Ten, 17 targets, 10, 10 catches, catches. Yeah. only 83 yards. Yeah. This is Calvin Johnson, a touchdown, but 8.3 yards a carry, a catch. catch. This is not Calvin Johnson. That's not. Uh, Golden Tate gets 10 targets. He only catches six of his 10 targets for 80 yards, no touchdowns. Theo Riddick was targeted six times, five catches, 41 yards. He was the most effective. They had to. Eric Ebron, the guy who stepped 10 targets for Ebron, five catches, 43 yards, but a touchdown. Um, Amir Abdullah, 
not effective at all. And then six carries, nine yards, one catch for, for nine as yards. As we've been talking about, Joint Bell completely non-existent. It's Four a- carries, two yards. The, they had, is this right? And Matthew Stafford had yes. 20 yards rushing. Yes. He had 20. The, and, and What you're the looking rest, at is correct. It is, it, it, Just say it out loud. 17 yards from everyone not named Matthew Stafford is running. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> it, it, it's it's abysmal, and uh, it's it, not it, getting better against. Denver. Well, no, here, I, I will t- I'll tell you what the one of one of the problems, and it is it does affect uh, a lot more than you think. But uh, Stafford has been beaten to shit these first two games. He has just gotten his ass kicked. Uh, it, it started with Melvin Ingram against San Diego. Just laid it, laid him out. Just. Just hurt him really badly, and he hasn't recovered from it. And then he went into this next game, and he got beaten, uh, beaten up even worse. He's gonna get beat up even he, worse this week. I'm telling you right now, if they don't keep him out for this game, they are risking his future for the rest of the season. The confidence is gonna be gone. He's never gonna trust his offensive line again. I mean, he's Ron gonna get Miller and, and, and Demar- John Demarcus Barrett. Oh my, Marcus Barrett. oh my goodness! You, I, I listen. I, I'm lucky enough. It's to, over. I'm in, I'm in the ridiculous five leagues that I'm in, which I'm pared down from seven, but. In those leagues, I <laughs> four of those leagues offer defenses. There's uh, actually no. I'm sorry, only three of them offer defenses. So I have Carolina defense in one league. The Denver Bron- Broncos are my defense in the other two leagues. Do you know how happy I am to have the Denver Broncos defense? They are ferocious. While Peyton Manning has got the limp arm throwing, they are just destroying the teams that they're playing against. This is not a great week for these Detroit players. Um, let's just be honest. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Even though they're they're coming home, that just means that these defensive players, Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, and all these guys, are on a fast track. Not good news. Well, you got uh, Talib. He's <laughs> ridiculous, and he's not even their best cornerback. Right. You want to know who's my best cornerback? And I'm drinking a not your father's root beer because you're on every kind of beer tonight. I'm I'm closing out. It's a motley mix. I'm closing out the fridge. A fat woman clip-clopped into the shoe store today, said, I'd like something I'd be comfortable in. I said, try Wyoming. (laughs) I want to give a little shout-out to this root beer. If you guys haven't had it, I know it's around in a lot of places now, but uh, Small Town Brewery, they do this Not Your Father's Root Beer. There's another other breweries that are doing a root beer at this point, but man, this stuff is basically crack. It is it tastes like root beer, but it, this one's got a 5.9 alcohol, and you can get it on tap here in the city. Have you ever had it on tap? No. You can get it on tap here. There's two different ways you can get it on tap in the city. 11%, so you, they give it to you in like a small little sitter. There's also another harder to find tap where you can get a 20%. That's the one I want. Yeah. You can get a 20% I drink 10 or 11% all the time. Yeah, Come on. yeah. This thing is, it, it, but it literally tastes like... Dad's or hires root beer. Don't you think you should get me a shoe? But that's an all too common mistake in the shoe business. You see, us real pros understand the need of holding a foot and getting a good look at the leg so we know what we're dealing with. I hope you're not too uncomfortable. Let's go to the last game. Monday Night Football. The Chiefs coming off of just a, a devastating, devastating turn of events for them. I haven't seen a team look that disheveled uh, after that loss that just that they got thrown on them this week. Uh, 
Wow. Tell Verdi. Silence for the... I now call to order this meeting of the National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. So what's what's gonna happen with this game? Obviously, they're coming off a big loss. The Packers are coming off missing a lot of guys, but they're looking still sweet. Okay. Now, what are your here, thoughts on here, that? Here's my thoughts on this. Um, Jamal Charles is pissed. That doesn't happen to him, and that was inexcusable. But I gotta tell you, it's not Jamal Charles that I blame. It's Andy Reid. Uh, Twenty-five seconds left, and you're that far away. Either you are passing to go try and get into field goal range, or you're kneeling to go in overtime. It's it's one or the other. You don't just run for no reason. Why would you put Jamal Charles in that situation? It's I mean I, I, I'm sorry, but there's no excuse for that. If Reed didn't take that, I, I didn't see the interviews afterwards. But if he didn't take that on his back, then he's not a good coach. I'll tell you that right now because yeah. that is inexcusable. Granted, I guarantee you, Jamal Charles took it on his back and said that's inexcusable well, for said, me to drop all, it. That's all, that loss is all me. He Absolutely. Said. And it's, you know what? That's, and that's great and good for him. But Andy Reid better at least behind closed doors, and he should have done it in front of everybody as well. That was the worst idea I've ever had. It's just, it's just stupid. Uh, you, I mean, you, you, know what I'm, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, absolutely. it's just, why would you do that? Because Andy Reid is no Rex Ryan. <laughs> I so, think coach. I, I, so I think that Jamal Charles redeems himself um, I, And I think he runs with some serious passion uh, This Monday night And even though the Packers had a game plan To stop uh, Marshawn Lynch It's very different against Jamal Charles I don't think that you could just bottle up a Jamal Charles The way that you can against a Marshawn Lynch Who is getting up there in age and looking a little slower and not as powerful as he did. He still looks past. powerful. He does. That's a one-dimensional. He was able to exactly. Still that first. Jamal Charles is a whole different story. The way that he was kind of tearing apart Denver a little bit for you know in the early times. half of that game. Yeah, that's not easy to do. No. Okay, that's a good run defense in their in their own right. One thing I'll say is Andy Reid when when they when there's a rain delay. And there's lightning, and the field's getting absolutely destroyed. They just go, Andy, can you take off that Nike, um, that little, like, what is, I don't even know. Poncho? Poncho. It's a poncho. That dome you're wearing on your freaking back. It's the only Nike poncho they've ever done. (laughs) It's a Nike move. The stadium's getting ruined right now. Right now the field's getting, Andy, just throw us us your boat pants. Field's good. Everything's good. Andy's got an umbrella over him, but the field's good with that thing. Andy Andy Reid is the only guy that was ever to take off his jacket for a girl and put it over a lake so she can get to the island. <laughs> so true. That guy. Travis Kelsey. Good. Yeah. Real good. Yep. The guy's just good. Really, really good. Um Jeremy Macklin will have himself a decent game. But I'm worried. To be honest, I'm not he's bad. good. I'm worried. I'm not worried about Kelsey, but I'm worried he's real good. He's real good to the point where you have to make a concerted effort to make sure he touches the ball all the time. Not because if you don't do that, he's going to be low, bitching or crying or being a diva about it, but because he's that good and that dynamic for this offense. They need to target him more. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, though? But he's also getting more attention now. So defenses are aware of what he's doing now, and they're starting to. Denver did pay attention to him. And yet he still did pretty good in that game. 
you know, it wasn't a great game. Hold on the end zone, though. I mean, yeah, hold so. on the end zone. It wasn't a great game for him. But uh, do you like? Do you like? Uh, before you go on, do you like uh, the Millers comment on him? Fake Gronk. No, like, I missed a, that. Yeah, he's like Kelsey's a fake Gronk. Well, anyway, <laughs> hey, if you want hey, to, nobody's he's got, Gronk. He's got Gronk is Gronk. Sorry, Brady or uh, Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's. Don't take her, Andy Reid. You know, that, that, well, but that's the whole thing, though. Too look, look at the fact of what Kelsey's done with who he's done it with, and you have to give this guy props. Absolutely. You know, that's the thing. Um, so I mean, that's a Chiefs offense. It's you got your Jamal Charles kicking ass, who's going to uh, just destroy this weekend. I, I believe me, he's he's gonna take it out on the Packers. Um, Macklin, okay. Kelsey is gonna get his due. Packers. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. With your rankings, with the Macklin this year, you know something that I really take to heart, and the guys that I want to do, and I'm going to be, just be honest with you, when I'm drafting someone, and we talked about it a couple instances in the in the preseason shows, podcasts, I want guys on my team that are going to be in Dogmatica's top ten in the player rankings, and one of the reasons why I swayed over from even a Cooks to an AJ Green. From to a Hopkins, from some from a Mike Evans, is it's like I'm feeling these guys are going to be in dogs top ten at wide receiver seventy percent of the weeks. Um, how do you feel about a Macklin, a guy that I love as a player? I've been on him since. No one's loved him out of college more than me, but like a reason why I never wanted to even go for him, and we always know Stag Party was like, he's why wouldn't he get be able to get it done? He's a great player. Where does he stand when you're sitting there ranking your wide receivers? How does you, how, how are your thoughts running with him? He will never crack my top ten. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. he's top ten. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. As a matter of fact, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly. Listen, why I'm not taking him. It's, it's so weird. I want dogs, gotten, top ten guys. Is, this offense has gotten a little bit more dynamic uh, simply by the addition of Macklin and the, you know, just... Uh, ascension of Travis Kelsey, that it's gotten a little bit more dynamic. But I, I honestly, I'd, I'd have a tough time having him crack. He'll crack my top twenty, but not easily. You want I'll to tell you that he's a, he's a wide receiver too at best every week. At best, at best, and he doesn't more likely it. worse than that. It's the touchdowns. So and the touchdowns are so important. Why was he so amaz- amazing last year? He scored so many more touchdowns than he ever did in his career. Same thing with Deshaun Jackson the last year. And he, he played there again. So, but the thing is, is that when I look at him when he when he's moving to a team, it's a bad team from a good offensive team where he was flourishing to a bad team. You want to know what this a good is? team, but a bad offense. We'll call it that. Okay, fine, whatever. But moving to a bad. Chiefs are a good team. What I'm saying, but moving to a bad offense. Yeah. It's very reminiscent to me, and I don't think it's as bad as this, but it's close. Alvin Harper. Yeah. You know, Alvin Harper, who was dominating as, as, as you know, but you see the difference. Alvin Harper. I, yeah. I know, I, I, that's what I'm saying. He is, because Alvin Harper was also the second guy yes, in Dallas, exactly. where Jeremy was the number one guy in Philadelphia. Yes. But I'm just kind of really getting into this as a guy who had ultimate success in a good offense, who then goes to a team that is not offensively, who's offensively challenged. And he's not good enough to make that offense better. Like, for example, the Bears were a team that were a decimation for anyone that was a wide receiver. But I'm going to tell you what. Brandon Marshall came here, and 
Brandon Marshall turned that on its ear. So he made what Musha Muhammad said and all these other guys, it's a place where wide receivers go to die, not be the case. Yep. At least for the time that he was here. At least for the time that Trust was there. Well, whatever the case is, however, however the, 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 he's the still team is working. This is still a he team. Is. This is still a team that was never able to do anything. But wherever he's been, he's been a dominant receiver, and you know, different type of receiver. It's a totally. He's, different he's been a different type of receiver in every stop of his career, though. I'll tell you right now. I would well, rather, I would rather take a brand. I would rather take a Brandon Marshall on the Kansas City Chiefs than then, Jeremy then, Macklin. Right. Well, because Macklin doesn't it's have a, that. He Macklin is more of like the guy who's more prototypical to be in the slot in the middle, operating, moving around the offense, not just labeled as your outside receiver who you're going to line up against absolutely. the biggest type of the cornerback and say go for it. Let's close out with the Packers. Let's talk about them a little bit here. Let's talk about Lansing. And, and then we're going to close out some music situation. With our Wolf Ballast. Okay, so Lacey-age. All right, so uh, Lacey's banged up. He's gonna he's gonna test out the ankle on uh, Thursday, Thursday. Is what they said. Um, we'll see. I, I I'll be honest. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, I don't have them in my rankings at this moment, uh, which will all be up tomorrow morning before you guys listen to the podcast. I I, I don't see him playing this week. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think that. He's going to be out for the entire game against a Seattle team where you need him and then play next week um, against the Chiefs. It just doesn't make sense to me. Starks did well enough in his absence to be able to cover that wall. Look, and if they're, if they're after they've lost Jordy Nelson, after they've already sustained an injury to Randall Cobb, if you're going to stress when you just came off of a victory at home against Seattle... That you're going to, and, and you're 2 0, you're going to stress to put Eddie Lacey out there and, and risk the chances of your season? I don't see it. Not happening. Plus, I also think that they're being a little coy with the injury. I think it's worse than it's being let on. So I definitely think that if you're out there and if James Starks is in your league and you're looking for a guy to add, not that this is necessarily the best matchup for a James Starks, but let's say this ends up being a high ankle sprain. We're looking at four to six to seven weeks. So, um, and I, I just worry when they're not. It came back negative, but sprains always come back negative, and ankle sprains can be horrible. For well, I mean, especially. plus, I mean, think of it this way: it's why would you bring him back this week yeah. on uh, a week where you're playing on Monday night? Yeah, he gets the extra day rest, but then the following week you'd be bringing him back on a short, short rest. Week. Yeah, so you might as well just rest them the whole time and get him right instead of. Taking because they played Sunday night and now they're playing. Now they're going to be playing Monday night, well, so it's not that much. What's more the rest. record of the Bears? Oh, and two. What's the record of the uh, of the uh, uh, Detroit Lions. Lions? Oh, and two. What's the record of the Minnesota? Lions? There's no reason to play him. Yeah. No, you're winning I, the division. Just, just relax just, on your boy. Relax. A, win the division. I yeah. may not be a professional <laughs> athlete, but in our kickball league last year in the championship, one in which we won. Holla for a dollar. Yeah, baby. I really made one of the worst slides ever and really tweaked a high mm-hmm. ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. A high, I'm going to tell you right now that my ankle is still... I've got actually shoes and socks on right now, which I usually have. How long time. ago did this happen? Uh, almost, what, what are you saying? I'd say months, 10 yeah. months, 10 and a half months. Oh, that long My enough. ankle is still... If you throw up my right ankle versus my left ankle, it is a totally different beast. And it's funny when you see like guys like LeBron and some of these basketball players that don't have their socks on anymore. Obviously, they're professional. But a high ankle sprain, a year later, is having its effect. It hasn't changed. 
And what happens with this is I can do anything, but there is one little move. There's one moment where it's painful. And if I'm feeling that way, imagine one week later, this is a year later essentially, one week later when people are going at your ankles, this is not, these sprains, these guys are strong, they're powerful, they fight through it, but they are significant and they body don't look changing like moments. Yeah. And if we have problems with these and with what they have to do on a football field, with, I mean, you're talking about the moves that football players, especially running backs, make with their legs, they are moves that are not natural to the human leg in a lot of situations. And they're where your, your leg and your muscles are being overstressed beyond 100%, beyond 200%, beyond 250% in some regards. And you're lucky that you have the elasticity to snap back. And when they don't, that's when you snap and you have tears and, and all the other things. I'm worried for Lacey. I was worried for Lacey for the reasons you said leading up to this. His out of, not out of shape, but his asthma. The fact that Stag Party is always talking about the injury sports predictor. Guys that are injured before the season are this much more likely. Right now, Eddie Lacey. He's always been on my injury back. prone list. And little he problem. was back in college. It's just the way he is. He gets tweaks. And it's better to lead, like like you said, the division is theirs. Why fuck with it at this Take point? Just time. leave them out for a week. If you're um, a Lacey owner, grab Starks and be ready to play him, and, and it can cover you until you Starks is a good play, so, even if you're not a Lacey. Yeah, okay, so right. Starks Starks is actually a, a decent play. The not Chiefs, a great play this week. The they're Chiefs just, are good really good at Rushdie. They they've been really good at Rushdie uh, for a while. They give up. Somewhat in yards per carry, but they knuckled down when it comes to the, uh, around the red zone for sure. Uh, they just barely let up any touchdowns to, to running backs. So I wouldn't guarantee Starks to have a great game. I would maybe start him as a low-end RB2 uh, this week without Lacey in there. I would go with a low-end RB2 with him. So uh, I love a Randall Cobb this week. I think that he's the type of guy that's going to go off. He's the type of guy who's going to do something like what uh, Emmanuel Sanders did last week. Uh, he's the guy who could get across that middle and, and uh, run those fly patterns when they're unexpected and run the, the high skinny posts and stuff like that. He's the, he's the type of guy who's going to have a really good game. And don't forget, people are starting to forget about Devontae Adams. Because James Jones just caught a touchdown. How scary was that when he had gotten was walked to the locker room during yeah, the game? Yeah, I'm fine. going not another one. Where is that at? Where is that at? No, Devontae's fine. I know he's fine. No, he came yeah. back and played. He, he came back out. It didn't look great. He yeah, no, it didn't out. look great. But he came back and played. Uh, from what I, everything I hear, he's fine. Uh, and believe me, he's still the guy that they want out there running every play. I mean, Jones caught one pass. One pass. It was a touchdown. Right. And Devontae was targeted still a but, bunch. Ty Montgomery also started to see an increase in his touches as well. When Devontae was out there, right. he got in there and he got his touches. And he did four catches for 37 yards. But that's what he's going to do. But we're talking about that's the thing. fact that James he's a Jones, nine, yard, uh, nine yards a catch type When of Devontae guy. went out, though, it was Ty Montgomery, Inside not James Jones. Jones. So this is also one of those things. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who, in, uh, in, in one of my dynasties, I, I paid up for James Jones just for the fact that it was late news. We were drafting on Saturday of, after the Thursday game had already played. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm buying on this. I'm trying to sell him right now. Yeah. James Jones? Yes. Of I'm course. Trying to sell he's high. A, I'm trying to sell absolutely. high. Absolutely. He's one of the lineup crushers where you're like, I'm playing him. He doesn't do crap. I'm not playing him and he lights it up. Right. He is, is he about won me the week this week. He did? Yeah. Those touchdowns. Amazing. That's the thing. 
I, 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 like, I, I still like his potential with the touchdowns. He'll play him I, next week and he won't do crap. He, I know. I like what he's doing with the touchdowns, but again, you can't count touchdowns even though he did it that one year with Green Bay couple, two, three years ago, whatever it was, with the 14 or 15. I still want to sell high on him because, again, like you're saying, you're not going to get the 130-yard games. You're, you're going to get maybe a couple lucky touchdowns here or there and things like that. That's just how he's going to be worked in the office. So if I can trade him and get someone to pay me something for him now, yes, he's a he's a damn well trade. The thing is, is that it's a, the third receiver on the Packers is usually very good. And yes, Ty Montgomery's working his way in. But it's James Jones right now. It is James Jones. And the thing is that Rodgers is comfortable with him. The offense is comfortable with him. No, I would still sell him high. Don't get me wrong. I would still sell him high. But if you can't sell him for the right price, on my bench, don't just give him away. Can I tell you? Well, no, you're the fourth great thing, wide receiver. I think you need to you need to start. He looking is at the fourth wide receiver. That's the thing. Jordy oh, Nelson. Yeah, yeah. is the fourth. Here's, my, the three. here's a relevant question for a lot Montgomery. of our fans, though. But no, Montgomery's the fourth now. Well, but James saying, Jones was the fourth to begin with because G- Jordy now, Nelson. Now it's the fourth is tied. So that's so, a guy you should be laughing. No, but here's, yeah. here's what I'm going to tell you. On my bench. On my bench. You're finding a loophole. Listen, it's freaking me out. It's ridiculous in this league that I have this on my bench. It's in a 14-team league, but this is this is a common problem. People who might even be in 10 or 12-team leagues deciding between these three guys. Which one you start on a weekly basis that are on your bench? Terrence Williams, James Jones, Stevie Johnson. Right now, I'm leaning, leaning towards Stevie Johnson most of the time. But before Romo got hurt, it was Terrence Williams was going to get up there after Des Bryant got hurt. These are all three. I, I lucked into three guys on the bench that are in great positions right now yeah. based on what's happened in front of them. In, that, in your position? 100%. Hopefully, nobody, nobody in your league is listening. Hopefully. You sell James Jones high. Yes, that's what you do. Or package two of them. Or, uh, yeah, sure, and, and get something extremely well, yeah. Sure, yeah, why not? But I think that Terrence Williams and Stevie Johnson have more long-term value this year, long-term in terms of this year value, than James Jones does. I agree with that. Uh, so if I was to, yeah, sell James Jones right now while he's got his highest value. Because he's going to come up on a couple of dud weeks first. And, and this is and this is why your point is so strong, and why listeners, you need to understand this. Why I'm agreeing with Dog. Why I've been trying to do this. When a guy scores a wide receiver, scores multiple touchdowns, and in, in, he has three touchdowns now in two weeks. Yeah, that's the best. You can't, you, get are, any you can't get any better than touchdown yeah. production like that in two weeks. So yeah. sell it. Okay, so Amazing. I'm not, obviously I'm not selling James Jones to you, but don't. Talk to anybody else. I, like like <laughs> I want you to get whatever's yours, dog. I want that. I know. I mean, you have a great team, by the way. Oh, yeah. oh you're too oh, sick. You know what? You know what that made me feel like. Aaron, let me explain something to you. When you've been married as long as I have, you do not want to see your wife topless. <laughs> I don't care how long or short I'm married. I want to see her topless every day. Every day. I don't care. I'm just. Hey, honey, you're you in the feel shower. that now? You're, no, it doesn't matter. I won't get married unless I feel it. Like, you're in the shower. I'm great at this conditioning is, your hair. This is. Let married, me get in there. This is married with children. This is not married with sex. Now, Grip, you've survived the other initiation rites. The purchasing of panty shields in broad daylight. <laughs> the attending a Julio concert in wig and matching ensemble. 
Are you ready for the third and final challenge? Hey, I've got an ex-wife and I work in a shoe store. I feel no pain. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. Good show. God damn, no one covers. This is a three hour. This is of course a three it hours. is. This is a three hour and 15 minutes. So it's a, it's one of our top five to ten longest podcasts I love podcasts the fact that we ever. say beforehand, Stags isn't here. It's going to be a two short hours. one. Two hours and 15 minutes. We're going to get out of here. We'll do seven sure. minutes and 30 seconds per per matchup and we'll be good. We double it. And then there's it's, it's an hour and 15 minutes. We've done four games. Anyways, Dogmatica, no one knows a shit like you. Love you, buddy. Oh, Houdini, God. awesome. Awesome stuff. We just have a blast doing this stuff. You guys, check us out. We haven't had a rev- new review or anything or a thumbs-up review on, on iTunes or anywhere in probably almost a month. So what I'll say to you, listeners, if you haven't done it, is you suck. You suck about as bad as you can suck. You're not even as good at sucking as... I love suckers. I usually, you're not even a flopper, but you still suck. You know what you guys have gotten? Steve, right? One. Yes. Now, (laughs) we love you, though, regardless. Check out Pyro Pro. If you really want to win your championship, the stuff we're delivering there is ridiculous. Uh, We just love you, man. And we're fired up to do fantasy football. It's Tuesday night. It's, we're going into week three. Hopefully you've been with us and did the draft kit and you're sitting pretty. We are about to close this thing out with our last song, Blush by Alan oh, 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 hopefully. oh, Hopefully, jury duty does not extend through the weeks. He told me it wasn't going to. You know, if it's civil, you're, you're, I almost got one, one that would have been a three-day one because it took a whole day to do a selection. But thankfully, I know how to get thrown out of a jury. Can I be honest, guys? I was on jury duty. I didn't show up. I'm just waiting for the moment, and I, I haven't been arrested or pulled over since. I'm not going to get pulled over. They're like, you're going to jail. No, they're going, you're going to jury duty. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, Stags. <laughs> I blew it off. <laughs> if, you're, if this lasts another week, you're not going to like the song I do about you next week. But Hello. We love you guys. Space. Get them in week, week three. Come on, let's do it. Victory for me. I'm in blo- week three. It's done. Out. I'm blushing at that remark. Peace.
maybe it's you who don't know me. Because if you knew me, Peg, you'd know that there are certain things I do not do. I do not floss. I do not eat vegetables. I do not like French pastry. I do not like the French. I do not cry at movies. Except, of course, Old Yeller, because we know it was very sad. But most importantly, Peg, I will never, ever, under any circumstances, go to a head shrinker.